Some cults are good, most cults are bad, but I'll tell you what really makes me sad. I can't decide which cult to join. If only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults using some sort of bracket system like they do for basketball playoffs for college teams. It's madness, madness. Hello! Everybody, and welcome back for another week of Madness Madness. Madness. The show that does whatever the hell it wants. Because guess true. what? We're doing whatever the hell we want. We are, and we're glad you're along for the ride. But yes. we really are doing whatever the hell we want. So um off the top, we got a quick programming note. We have a quick programming note. Why well, apologize? We apologize. We do apologize to our listeners out there who were primed. And ready for some top quality MLM content. Yes, we do. Because we had, we have and have, and I'll give you some quick facts later that we found out. But mostly what we learned when we were investigating and researching all of these multi-level marketing organizations is the historical ones, the old ones, have some history that's interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The history of Avon was really cool. Right, right. And we were going to do Tupperware and the Fuller Brush Man. Mm -hmm. But several things. First of all, there's a lot of just like talk about money and law. Just like business stuff. Just business stuff, which is not interest. It confuses me. Yeah. And I don't feel like I can tell you about actuarial tables in a way no. that is amusing or interesting. No. It, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like we're really good and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, we are. But, but th- I cannot <coughs> spin. Right. It's like, well, and for the fourth quarter, they had a, they had a <laughs> net gross. Uh, and you're just like. Profits rose by 3%. Yeah. Exactly. So there was a lot of that. But also, it's true that as we investigate our stories, the the funnest, if I may, mm-hmm. uh, I have an English degree, so I can say things like funnest. The funnest things have come from the like weirdoness and the wackiness and right. the oddballness, mm-hmm. and all the oddball, weirdo, wacky stuff that I've found in the more modern MLMs comes at the expense of some poor woman who wants to make ends meet yeah and that's what it is it's like this is crazy but like the the whole LuLaRoe thing is just like a fucked up bananas yeah mess and there are plenty of different places where you can find out right about that about the craziness about the craziness listen to the dream podcast listen to the dream podcast yes and that's really that's really it listen Mm -hmm. to the dream podcast because that is the podcast about mlms that's that's better than than that's better than we are and i I, it also aaron and i were discussing this as we've been uh investigating and researching because I love doing this and I love talking to you guys for mm-hmm. real. Yes. Uh, but we were like, is this the best? Is this the best? And then also during that week, three different people from my circle of friends suddenly inboxed Not me. Close friends. Not my closest, no, but people that I know yeah. inboxed me with great opportunities that they were just availing themselves of these great opportunities. And if I could be a part of it too. And so it's like all of a sudden I'm getting the jargon. In, yeah. And I'm thinking of this person that I know and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't feel like I can do this no. to the extent that it needs to be done. And, you know, there's one thing laughing at Garbons, and it's another thing right. laughing at women who have maxed out their credit cards and lost their exactly. homes it's, buying it's, leggings. It's not funny. It's not funny. And, and we want to be funny. We want to be funny. And, <clears throat> yeah, you know, people are exploited and lose all their money in cults all the time. It's true that cult, yeah, because that's, that's another discussion we had as well. You know, if we're going to laugh at people in cults, why are we going to laugh at people in MLMs? Nobody in a cult is 
is being promised that you can make more money and also stay home and t- raise right. your children. Walk and the beaches of the world. Walk the beaches of the world. And, and um, you know, nobody in a cult has a garage full of... Right, stuff that they can't sell. That they spent their money that on. That they spent their money on that they can't get Moldy back. leggings. And it bummed me out. Mm-hmm. And we did the historical ones. And Tupperware... Okay, is, give your Tupperware... F- you have a fun Tupperware fact, and I have a fun Fuller Brush okay, fact. Okay, the Tupperware... Brownie Wise... Brownie Wise, the greatest name ever. Was the greatest name ever, and she was a single woman. And a man named Earl Tupper... Uh-huh. And somehow invented these plastic beads mm-hmm. and was like, what do I do, do with, with them? Uh-huh. And somehow he got the idea to make them into Tupperware. Tupperware, yeah. But he still didn't know what to do with uh-huh. it. And Brownie Wise came in and she organized the parties. She was the one who She was the, the one, who, the <clears throat> genius. And there was a... I believe it was an American experience on PBS about the history of Tupperware, which I cannot find anywhere which yeah. is a bummer. Because that would be a good one to watch. And she did such a good job and was having such a good time and everybody loved it, so she eventually got fired. Right, yes. She did such a good job that they fired oh, her. Yeah. That's, that's nice. They fired. But took all of her ideas and work and made them into the Tupperware company that you know right now. Yes. Oh, okay. That's screwing bar- uh, mm-hmm. brownie-wise over. There is even more of that, I would guess, in MLMing than uh, maybe anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Really. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know... You know, we can philosophize some more about the difference. Like, well, you know, the people in the cult, they committed suicide. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, they thought they were going to go join the spaceship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really did. I don't know. But it's, uh, it, it seems like maybe it just hits a little, not that you're, you know, seriously uh, involved in MLMs in any way, but maybe it just hits a little too close to home. Like the people it victimizes are like these People are a lot like me. And yeah, I'm yeah. a single mom who could use some more money. I could see in a different mm-hmm. parallel universe. I'm like, maybe this would be a good opportunity right. for me. And if so. I just work hard enough, yes. I can make it work. Yes, yes. It's, I don't know. It does. <clears throat> it does hit a little close to home. And, you know, we ran, you know, Tupperware and Fuller Brush. Maybe we'll go back and do Tupperware and Fuller, yeah, Fuller Brush. Yeah, Fuller, Fuller Brush. My fun Fuller Brush fact is that it was a high up Fuller Brush uh, exec who had a, a side hustle in writing the the fake Hitler diary. Yes. That, like, that they, quote unquote, found in the 80s. Was it the 80s or was it the 70s? Wasn't was, Howard Hughes involved in that? That, that was a complete, that was a fake Howard Hughes. There was a fake there Howard a, Hughes fake Howard Hughes will. Right. It was a fake yeah. Howard Hughes will, but this was oh a God, fake Hitler diary. And I remember that being on the news. Mm-hmm. And it was the early 80s. Okay. And, and it was. When like, you could just uncover these things. Right. It was like Hitler diary found. And everybody was like, oh my God. And it was news for a while until it was proven a fake. That guy worked for Fuller Brush. Nice. So there you go. Well, he was looking to make a little extra money he, too. He <laughs> knew that it was all about, you know, the only way you can fail is to quit. That's right. That's right. Twitter's never won. That's the only right. way you cannot find Hitler's hidden biography <laughs> is not to invent it out of whole cloth. Exactly. Correct. He, he, he knew what he needed and he made that happen. So I guess it's just true that the rest of us are lazy. <laughs> But we're not lazy because we've got more goodness to bring you. We do have more goodness to bring you. And so we are still on our quest to find something to do with our time. Mm -hmm. And we have decided instead that we need to join a club. We need to join a club. We do. I don't need to make any extra money. Not like that. Not like that. I will meet people in my club that will introduce me to legitimate opportunities. There you go. Mm-hmm. Networking. Networking Hi. is this a real is thing. What we're doing. So yes, we have. We're we're gonna jump topics and we're going to talk about which clubs we want to join. Yes. We have a fine roster, bracketinated, and we did proper bracketinization. We of did this. proper bracketinization. We made the list, put it into the online bracketinator. Mm-hmm. 
and, and did not um, tamper with the matchups. So when we talk about clubs, we're talking about lots of different kinds of clubs. Right. We're going to be talking about secret societies. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about fraternal, fraternal and sororal and orders. Sororal orders. We're going to talk about like just like fun time. Just fun groups. Fun groups. Casual social. Casual mm-hmm. social groups with a theme. And Remember that. when you used to go out in public and like meet others with other interests and do things? We're, we're going to no. remind. I know. I, I don't either. No. But I've read I mean, about it a lot recently. Yeah. Never. Um, uh, so yes. Uh, we have a variety of interesting clubs and organizations that we will bring to you. And we hope that you will trust us enough to come on this journey with us and have fun, and uh, there's gonna there's gonna be questionable singing there, and there will be math. There will so, be always there will be math. Really, there will be questionable singing. The foundational elements of this podcast. <laughs> Some would argue math and, and questionable singing. Bad math and <laughs> singing and singing, <laughs> and then Brian commenting. I, he has his own microphone now. Yes, so. okay. I do. Yes, I, I still got some problems. I'm working out with it. That's last all right. year, I apologize for like breathing heavily in everyone's ear last week. <laughs> Now he's yeah, got his like Judy from must. Time Life head. Yeah, head, I, head on. I, I am a Time Life operator. That's right. I have to tell you this: when I believe it was fifth grade, maybe mm-hmm. sixth grade, on the first day of school, we all had to fill out a little "Tell me about yourself" like worksheet. Yeah. <clears throat> what's your favorite color? And uh, what's your favorite song? And I put the what, "Cities and Dust" by Susie and the Banshees because uh-huh, uh-huh. I really liked that yeah. song. And like my fifth grade teacher was like. But, but <laughs> yeah, you have no idea, ma'am. But the other, the other question on the questionnaire, which is a ridiculous question, is called "What's your favorite club?" And I was like, "Club, club." And all I could think of the niblick. <laughs> no, all I could think of was like at some point in our drive from school to home, uh-huh. somewhere <clears throat> along the route was a bar called the Celebrity Club. Ooh, and so I was like, yes. Celebrity, Celebrity Club. <laughs> Wait, was this in Tulsa? No, this is in Oklahoma City. Oh my God, I didn't know you all had a celebrity club here. It, but they're unaffiliated. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was we a, check? Do we know? I don't know. There was a beef uh-huh. a long time ago. It was two brothers. They fought. Now there's a celebrity there were, club. There were celebrities. Tulsa there's celebrities a, cannot go into the Oklahoma Celebrity Club. <laughs> there's a club, there's a bar by my work that's called the Store Club. You think it's going to be the Stork Club because the font even kind of looks, looks like, like it, it but little. it's the Store Club. And they have a marquee outside that is incorrect. And <laughs> I love time, it. Date, the time is date. Yesterday was Halloween, Everybody. according to their song. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween for the Store Club. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> While those are both awesome clubs, that's not the kind of club we're going to talk about now. We're talking about. So yes, uh, let's hear our. What are our questions? Okay, Aaron, so that we can have, and then we will begin to present our two fantastic organizations. Fantastic this evening. organizations. Here are. Here are the questions our that will help us choose questions. Which club to join? Am I going to get hazed? Yeah. Yep. 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 Is there a hat? Ooh, there had better be a hat. God, yes. Yes, we need <laughs> yes. a hat. Like a poobah office. I know. We, we were talking about, I was like, is there going to be like, what do I have to wear? And I was like, no, 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 no. Is there a hat? Is there a hat? <laughs> Definitely. Um, What's on the agenda? Uh-huh. 
How much is this going to cost? Always. That's a question that we'll always go through. Always go through. How much is this going to cost? When were non-whites allowed to join? We can Mm -hmm. also add women to that. We can add women. Lady question. Right, but it's it's, a two-parter. Yeah, it's a two-parter. You get the gist of it. When are people other than white men? uh, Right, white Protestant men. White Protestant men (laughs) allowed to join this? Is this a legit organization or just a drinking club for rich men? Yep. yep. (laughs) How many secret symbols does it have? Is there a secret handshake? These are good questions. They are good questions. Oh, no, no, wait. There's two more questions. Oh, yes. Is there anyone famous in this club? Oh, yeah, yeah. And is this going to be about Jesus? (laughs) Always a good question. (laughs) This is going to be about Jesus, isn't it? This is going to be about Jesus. Uh, uh, As I was saying, as with cults and MLMs, I still think that if we ever expand into merch, Charlepreneur. Charlepreneur is always, (laughs) always available. Always there. Always going to be there. If I you might take get a- nothing else away from this show, take that word and <laughs> take treasure that word. it. That's use right. It. Just Remember hold it. it close to your heart. Mm-hmm. All right, so we ready to get this party started? I'm ready. Let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. I'm ready to join a club. Well, how about the Daughters of the American Revolution? I worked with a lady who was, I'd be like, what are you dressed up for? She's like, I got my DAR meeting today. I was like, really? Really? (laughs) You do? Where did you work with this woman? At the library. I was going to say at the Owasso Library. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That seems about right. So here we go. (laughs) The Daughters of the American Revolution is a lineage-based membership service organization for women. So first and foremost, you're out. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Look, our last name is Clay, as in Henry. So I think if we tried hard enough, we could get in. We could. Yeah. Uh, It's also Clay, as in Cassius. But, you know, we'll get to that later. Exactly. (laughs) That that, that kind of stuff comes up just a few pages from now. Mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. A lineage-based membership organiza- membership mm. service organization for women directly descended from a person involved in the United States effort towards independence. Okay. <laughs> Already we're like, wait what a minute. What does that encompass? Like just living during the time or did you have to like actually sew okay, that has changed. stars on <laughs> Yes. No, that has changed. Once upon a time, it had to be, you had to be somebody who was an actual veteran. Okay. Or... Uh, like, or they weren't in the army because they were being a senator at the time or something yeah. like that. It had to be a muckety muck. Okay. And they have since expanded that because <laughs> there's people in the rest of the country that did not have yeah. ancestors that yeah. served in the American So they, they changed it to like people then to like anybody who supported them, which I guess, I don't know. Like I, was, Tories. I was a tavern keeper. And so therefore... I sold those really big pretzels to George Washington. <laughs> That's right. I gave them rags for their feet at Valley Forge. <laughs> Corn dogs. Uh-huh. Bundled up their feet. Well, uh, yeah, eventually they had to, like, get creative about expanding it. But like I said, I'm going to get there. Okay, good. Yes. So, yes, to people who are directly descended from a person involved in the United States effort towards independence. Mm-hmm. So this club is a club with genealogy. Oh, they have 
a huge genealogy <laughs> section on their website. Oh, the I DAR bet. website is massive. I get a lot of my information just straight up from the DAR Fantastic. website. And they have a whole like click here to go to our genealogy oh, website. Man. Do you have to pay for it? Did you look at Not it? that part you don't. Mm. I'm sure you could farther in, but they you can do a lot of like preliminary searching. Sweet. If you want to start there. Also, your public library will definitely have lots of genealogical resources. Mm-hmm. Get a library card. Having That's fun true. isn't hard when you've got, got a library a li- card. That's true. So many things available from your public library. I searched a lot of newspaper archives Me for my stuff. Too. And I love it. I love it too. I love reading all the old magazines and all that kind of stuff. And again, Canopy, one of the best streaming services ever. Very good. Okay, the DAR is a nonprofit group. They promote education and patriotism. No, okay. Organization education is patriotism. Pa- they, yeah. Oh, that's hard to come by these days. It is hard to come by these days. Mm-hmm. Membership is limited to direct lineal descendants of soldiers or others of the revolutionary period who aided the cause of independence. You have to be 18 years of age. Uh, otherwise, you can join the CAR, the Children of the American oh. Revolution, which is the, the youngins group, and that's co ed. <laughs> Good times uh, at camp. Oh, yeah. The DAR has over 185,000 current members in the U.S. and other countries. Other, other countries? countries? I assume oh. they mean like the military base in Germany. I guess so. That counts as other countries. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What if it's what if it's like children of countries, other countries like France and Spain? <laughs> oh, that's true. It's, it's like, my, like, you helped. Right. Yeah. Lafayette. <laughs> the Marquis de Lafayette was my great, great, great grandpere. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> my, uh, Benjamin Franklin knocked up my great-great-grandma. <laughs> so here I am. Woo. Two illegitimate children count. They were forced. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Okay, so oh, their motto is God, home, and country. So yeah. you know right where we're going. Yeah. As though you had any illusions of oh, what kind of club no. this was going to no, be. No, no, no. Shocked. In 1889, on the centennial of President George Washington's inauguration, Americans looked for additional ways to recognize their past. Uh, (laughs) And so there was already the Sons of the American Revolution, Mm -hmm. and they had founded in 1890, and they refused to allow women to join, Shakaruni. And a woman named Mary Lockwood published a story about a woman named Hannah White Arnett and said, well, well, where will the sons and daughters of the American Revolution place her? Hannah Arnett, 1733 to 1823, was an American woman known for preventing a group of men in Elizabethtown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys basically were like poor and starving, and they were in the pub that her husband owned. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? If we proclaim allegiance to King George, we can join the other army and they'll feed us. Feed us. And she was like, no. How unpatriotic and horrible would that be? We're starving, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No food. She did not offer them food, but she told she shamed them. Oh, good, good. I was right. like, you're in the tavern. You've you right. It's some- like, could you just bust them out a sandwich or something? No. She called them cowards and traitors. Her husband tried to get her out of the room, but she continued to harangue the men and stated that she would leave her husband if he did not continue to support the American Revolution. Jesus, lady. Yeah, so Hannah browbeat everybody into refusing this offer. And did not feed these men. Um, maybe there was a snack later. I don't know. But uh, but so using her, like, look, this woman... If this woman isn't a patriot, oh, if she see. couldn't be in your club, then what are you even doing? Because this is patriotism. <laughs> they're like, we're actual like soldiers. We're talking about soldiers. We're talking about not harpies. 
Her, it was like a hundred years later, so they might have been short on soldiers. That's true. Well, no, descended from soldiers. Descended from soldiers. So yes. So uh, using that, uh, and and so on July twenty first of that year, uh, which was eighteen ninety, uh, William McDowell, a great grandson of Hannah Arnett, published an article in the Washington Post offering to help form a society known as the Daughters of the American Revolution. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. The DAR was founded by four women, Mary Lockwood, Ellen Walworth, Mary Dacia, and Eugenia Washington. And oh, I love the name Eugenia. There you go. It's like Agatha, a name I like but would never actually burden child. No. <laughs> God, no. Here's some brief info about the four founding mothers. Fantastic. Mary Lockwood was born in Hanover, Chautauqua County, New York, in October of 1831. She moved to Washington in 1878. She was the DAR's first historian, and uh, inspired by her commitment to the preservation, the, com- the group resolved to provide a place for the collection of historical relics. And that was the founding of the uh, Constitution Hall, which is still there. Okay. Yes. Later, we will erect a fireproof building, they said. <laughs> and, and they did. When such time occurs as fireproof buildings uh, exist. exist. We shall build one and put artifacts in it. You had better believe. She was an avid promoter of the work of women's clubs and was the founder of the famous Travel Club and was the president of the Women's Press Club. She was also lady manager at large at the World Columbian Exposition in Chicago in 1893. (laughs) Lady manager at large? I know. That's the best title I've ever heard. She was lady manager at large. She never married, so I'm like, hey, baby. That's right. Come on over and be my lady manager in charge. She died in Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1922. Uh, Ellen Walworth was born in 1832. Uh, her father, John Harden, was a U.S. congressman who later uh, in, entered the army to fight against Mexico and was killed by leading a regiment in Buena Vista. Yeah. It's, That'll do it. Is John Wesley Harden once killed a man for snoring? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was somebody different. That was somebody different. Yeah. Okay. I thought it wasn't Harding. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's hard. This is Hardin. Uh, she earned her law degree from NYU, was entitled to practice before the Court of New York. In 1852, she married her stepfather's youngest son, which is not creepy at all. Mm. I don't know. Uh, her husband died. She opened her home as a boarding school. She wrote constantly on patriotic and historic subjects. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, she was the first editor and official public publisher of the DAR uh, American Monthly Magazine. Okay. And then she... Then she passed away in 1915. Mary Dacia was born in Lexington, Kentucky. She was well-educated. Her family was impoverished by the Civil War, and the women needed to provide an income, so she and her mother opened a private school. Okay. She moved to Washington eventually, uh, and she accepted a teaching position in Sitka, Alaska. She found the living conditions endured by the Alaskan natives unacceptable. Oh, really? And started, no, but she, about the way the government was treating them. Oh, okay. It wasn't like, you are wearing fur and eating fish. Why? <laughs> yeah. This was like after the, the white man barged in. Right. So she protested Washington government until, protested in Washington until they investigated the way that the Alaskan natives were okay, being treated. Okay, well, see, that... I'm glad to hear that because earlier when you talked about how these women are preserving America's history, I was like, it didn't start in 1620. No, it did not. Miss Dacia, I will say that she is a bit uh, unusual okay. in caring for uh, natives, but <laughs> yes. uh, but she did. Good for her. Yes. Uh, she And after all of that, she worked in the Office of Indian Affairs that mm. she was so... Ooh, good. Uh-huh. Nice. 
She continued in civil service until her death. She also worked in the DAR Hospital Corps during the Spanish-American War. She also never married. Hey. Yeah. Um, it's like, like the suffragettes. It's like, yeah, like serious suffragettes. Because part of me is like, when do you have time to do all this? I was like, oh, I guess if you're never not married. You, right. She never got married, so she's not home with her 97 children making snacks for her husband's meetings. Mm-hmm. She's out doing shit for Native Americans. <laughs> Go, Miss Dacia. And Eugenia Washington, who has a, has a battle axe, when you yes. see her face, you're just like, damn, Eugenia. <laughs> she was born in 1840 near Charlestown in what's now West Virginia. She's the daughter of William Temple Washington and Margaret Calhoun Fletcher, who was the grandniece of John, John C. C. Calhoun, whose home still exists on the University of the Clemson University campus. You could go that's, visit the John C. Cal, John C. Calhoun right. house. I drove by it. I visited there numerous times <laughs> when we lived in South Carolina, and my wife taught at Clemson. Uh, when she was 19 years old, her father moved the family to Falmouth, Virginia, just north of Fredericksburg. Her mother died, and her father was disabled and relied on his daughter for care. But, listen, when the Battle of Fredericksburg was imminent in December of 1862, uh-huh. Miss Washington said, Dad, we should go. This is not safe. But was delayed one full day because a wounded officer was brought to her door and placed in her care while he waited for a surgeon. Was he really hot? No. she. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. Most of his face was gone. Most yeah. of his face was gone. So by the, they took care of him until they waited for somebody to pick him up. And by the time she was able to get her disabled dad out of the house, the Battle of Fredericksburg had begun they got trapped on the battlefield oh Oh. yes they found shelter she found shelter for both of them in a small trench left by a cannon and they hid in the trench for the entire day and witnessed the battle of fredericksburg oh my god from that position yes and she was inspired by that experience to assist women from both the north and the south of preserving the uh, their shared heritage and this was her the reason she said she wanted to help found the DAR. That's fucking amazing. I know. I was like, damn. <clears throat> I'm just trying to get my dad out of the house, and we ended up stuck in a I hole know. with the Battle of Fredericksburg <laughs> raging know. around us. He's just like, did you just step out of the house and like, shit, battlefield? Oh, crap. All righty. <laughs> we were just like walking across the field, and like all the cannons are like, we're here. Hey, we're we're da, da, da. I'm a lady, oh, oh, woman, oh, lady, sorry. woman. Come oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> yes. was, and I, it was back at the time. I was like, don't shoot at the woman. I know. <laughs> She's got a baby. <laughs> he has an old man. Right. She did not have a baby. She also did not marry. So we had one widow mm-hmm. and three unmarried ladies. And the widow was married fairly early. So I don't know. This could have been a, gone a whole different way. I'm going to write an AU. There Never you mind. go. Uh, she died. <laughs> Eugenia was She was known as Miss Yuji in Washington. She was quite attractive, always received a great deal. She was quite attractive. Wait, you see the picture. (laughs) Maybe when she was younger. She had all of her teeth. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She Uh, was not covered in smallpox scars. There you go. Her eyes were both clear and pointing in the same uh, direction. She was a handsome woman. (laughs) She was a handsome woman. She was a handsome woman. She died at her home in Washington on Thanksgiving Day, 1900. So, they are a service organization, yes, and they do lots of volunteering. There's a running counter on Mm -hmm. the DAR website of, like, volunteer hours this year by our... Okay. Yeah. Lots of historical preservation projects. There's a library and a museum, which do seem like they're full of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Historically, the DAR have had lots of projects and accomplished all sorts of good things, both good and super duper questionable. Where's their home base? Washington. Okay. Yeah. At the Constitution Hall in Washington. Okay. For some I, reason, I was thinking that was in Philadelphia, but that's a different one. Okay, <laughs> there are the this, one where they wrote the Constitution is in Philadelphia, is in Philadelphia. and this <laughs> is one called the Constitution Hall that they okay. run. That's the literal Constitution. The actual Hall. Constitution this Hall. This is the figurative <laughs> Constitution gotcha. Hall. So, okay, one of the things they did 
Something good accomplished took place during the Spanish-American War, which is frankly a war I always forget about. Right. Because I'm not really interested in war, and U.S. has had so many, they blur together. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, when was that one? Uh, 1898. Okay. The U.S. military did not have an affiliated group of nurses at the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know... Oh, was that that's the Battle of San Juan Hill, isn't right, it? Right, right. Okay, and Teddy the, Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And that's why, was it like goddamn asshole Andrew Jackson or something like that? He's like, he's the only president that served in like seven wars. And you're like, <laughs> what on earth? But it was, it was like 1812, Spanish America. Yeah. Not 1812, but anyway. <laughs> we had a war every couple of years. Yeah, to- well, you know, like if you don't, then you, nobody's going to make any money and I the know. guys will get bored. It's mm. true. Mm. It's true. Uh, so, so they didn't have a group of nurses. And so uh, the US, appoint, US Army appointed Dr. Anita Newcomb McGee as Ac- Anita uh, uh, Newcomb McGee. Oh, did How do you her- spell that middle name? N-E-W-C-O-M-B. Oh. Okay. Newcomb. Newcomb. Gotcha, I was thinking gotcha. of Duke Newcomb. That's exactly what I was thinking oh, of. They appointed Duke Newcomb as acting assistant that. surgeon. He was a descendant. <laughs> he, was, he was from the Rhode Island Newcombs. <laughs> That's right. His great-grandfather was Marchioness Newcomb, but he was Duke Newcomb by the time <laughs> it got to him. That's right. It's just the title, no money. No, yes, it's <laughs> they had to sell the house. It's crappy. <laughs> they kept the minigun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the DAR Hospital Corps certified 1,081 nurses for service during the Spanish-American War and later funded pensions for many of the nurses who did not qualify for government pensions. Because fuck why? Because why, lady? Why would you pay a nurse for well, doing a job? can't her husband take care of her? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm... A- Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. good for you, DAR. Yes, so the DAR trained and uh, provided money for nurses, and they paved the way for the eventual establishment of the actual Army Nurse Corps in 1901. Yes. All right, here's some other historic accomplishments. The DAR Museum was founded in 1890, and today the museum contains over 30,000 historical relics that collective, form the collective memory of the decorative and fine arts in America from 1700 to 1850. Okay, because I was going to be like, how many of those relics are like mini balls? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is, well, since this is the D-A-R, uh-huh. I think these are lots of like patriotic samplers. Oh, okay. Pa- it's not a mil- like necessarily a military no, museum. No, it's not a military museum. It's, it's like of our 300,000 articles. Oh, God, no. 250,000 of them are mini are, balls. Right, or guns. <laughs> yes. I know. I What the 45th century... 45th Infantry Museum. Is an awesome museum. Here in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting Thunderbirds. Fighting Thunderbirds. It has all of the Bill Malden cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are fantastic. Yeah. It's a really, really cool museum. It They're is really cool. Awesome. But, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like most military museums, it's like it's got some fascinating parts, and then there's just like rooms full of tanks and guns. Rooms full of tanks <laughs> like, and guns. You know, look, if you happen to be, I'm not saying anyone here was a 10 year old boy, but <laughs> theoretically, yeah. if you happen to be one, it's the coolest fucking thing on the planet. It was really cool. We yeah. took Henry there whenever he was young. I think dad took Henry yeah. there on Veterans Day or something. <laughs> it's like, come on, kid, let's go to Vietnam. And um, that. 45th Infantry Museum has the scariest gun I've ever seen. Eee! 
which was a homemade North Vietnamese pistol. Jeez and Louise. you're just like, what? I can't even describe it. Okay, we'll see if we can find a picture of it. I don't it. even know, but it's like, somehow that kills you worse. Yes, it's like, <laughs> this just looks worse than a regular gun. <laughs> or maybe it just does, doesn't uh, work at all. The but. Bill Malden cartoons are super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're, we'll, this, we'll put this on the bus tour. And it's also right by the Softball Hall of Fame. Hello, ladies. Which is, uh, you know, a little bit different. I can't believe we've never been there. I've, I've been there. Well, I went with Helen to mm. watch softball games at the Softball Hall yeah. of Fame. And we walked through the museum. Yeah. It's it's softball. it's full of softball stats and stuff. There you, know? you go. So there you go. Well, I remember your San Antonio girlfriend who was like, excuse me, there is a softball hall of fame here? Yes, yes, yes. We went there and like, took her picture in front of the statue of the three ladies all like sliding into home and shit like that. But yeah. But the, the 45th Infantry Museum is... But theirs is more of a decorative arts. Yes. The ladies part. The ladies. But there's a lot of like really cool like nursing shit. I, there could be really cool nursing shit. That's very cool. Uh, the DAR, during the Spanish-American War, they purchased a ship to be used as a hospital launch for transporting wounded. Wow. Like a boat to take the wounded oh, from ship yeah. to shore. Uh, in World War One, they loaned their national headquarters land to the, to the United States to erect a temporary war office building. Hmm. They oh, after World War One, the DAR funded the reconstruction of the water system of the village of Tilloy, France. Wow! Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was some sort of Lafayette right connection there. Mm-hmm. She's like, we must help them because yeah. they helped us so much. Yeah. They must have water. When I taught in London, Anya, hey Anya, hi Anya, uh, on the Fourth of July because. Due to the British school schedules, we're teaching on the 4th of July. And there was one other American teacher, and she and I had a little discussion in the hallway about how we had never, not even in our high school retail jobs, worked on the 4th of July before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. this is what is happening. What is happening? So I took it upon myself to show the kids um, some some, uh, schoolhouse rock. Yes. About the Constitution and about... Get your powder, get your gun, report to General Washington. Shot heard around the world, was the start of the revolution. Let me tell you, I listened to uh, Ween's cover of that from <laughs> the Schoolhouse Rocks album. Oh, that is a great one. Uh-huh. It's, God, it's so good. It is tight. I get so excited every time it comes on. Because <laughs> so, the British are coming, the British are coming. He's so into it. It is. Ween is it's a great, great. band. Uh, but Anya was in my room during part of that, and uh, then they were like, Did, with, with help from my friends in France and Spain. Yes. And Anya's like, France? I said, honey. I said, first of all, that's what Ben Franklin did, and that's why he's important. Yes. And I said, second of all, yeah, Ben Franklin sailed over there and was like, hey, we want to fuck the British. Can we borrow your Navy? And France is like, yes, yes, please take our Navy. We have been waiting for someone to ask us these for years. <laughs> yeah. This will be bad for y'all in about 15 years, but right now it's great. It's great. We do not care. Do it. Do, do it. it. Yes. Take our ships. <laughs> so, yes. So, they helped. They repaid a little bit. Uh, DAR provided materials for sewing, wood, and leather work to people detained for processing on Ellis Island. Oh, well, that's nice. So they gave the, alleviating the depression and anxiety of men and women who are strangers in a new land. Yeah, and then you can have, like, your shit to, like, I made these. Right, it's like, what will you do in this country? It's like, I make shoes. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but. 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 In 1921, the DAR compiled and published the DAR Manual for Citizenship. Okay. Which is still used today as your study guide to being an American citizen. Wow. The DAR distributed this guide to American immigrants at Ellis Island and other ports of entry. 
To date, more than 10 million of these manuals have been distributed. It's now available online, and I read it, and boy, did I learn some facts. Are you ready to learn some facts? I'm so ready for some facts. I like facts. Columbus discovered America and coined the word Indian. Explorers from many European nations laid, and this, much of this is quoting. If I say anything racist, know that it's a quote, okay? <laughs> I, I will be saying racist things. <laughs> uh, Disclaimer. Many explorers from many European nations laid claim to land inhabited by Indians who had no cultural understanding of ownership. What? Brave Europeans undertook many risks, such as harsh climates and difficulty communicating with the Indians. How, like, how over- harsh is the fucking climate, dude? You're from England. Well, it's yeah, so but in England I had a house okay, and a so. city around it. There wasn't, like, snow on the plains. Right, yeah, I don't have to, like, fashion myself a lean-to. Well... Yeah, that's your. Problem. You know who would help you with that? Native Americans. Yeah. But no, but if, no. If you hadn't done some crucial things, uh-huh. uh, they uh, they took undertook these difficulties and established a nation where people could worship freely. Mm. Worship what? Wh- I mean, Christian Jesus? some of uh-huh. them. This I mean, like, unless you were here to begin with. And I wrote like elementary schools don't even teach history like this anymore. And I know because I work in an elementary school. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Here's some more highlights. As immigrants continued to arrive to these shores, additional land was needed upon which they could settle. Mm. This land, unfortunately, was populated by Native Americans. As Does the, it say unfortunately? No, it doesn't. It says however. Okay. As the early settlers arrived and displaced Native Americans, these Native people moved westward and adapt their culture to new geographic features. Oh, that's it. They just did. Just. Just did. Just like, you guys, we're going to go. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We should leave Georgia gonna, and move to Oklahoma. I'm Many gonna, of us will die along the yeah, way. Yeah. I'm going to take my Plains Indian teepee and go to the fucking Pueblos because right. they're the same. That's the same. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Wait. I'm still quoting. Later, settlers were faced with establishing their land rights in conflict with cultures that did not recognize that land could and should be owned. And the words and should come from that. God told me to tell you that property is theft. God (laughs) told me to tell you that property. No, land could and should be owned. These inevitable conflicts led to a series of Indian wars. In the 19th century, uh, some tribes... (laughs) I'm just... just, I know. Just, Just continue to boggle just a little bit more. Okay, then there's this. Mm. And I quote, The question of slavery was oh, hmm. one that the founding fathers... Is, can, is there a question? There is. There's always a question. There's always a question. Was it, is it bad? That's yeah, the question the, of slavery. Let's, let's think about this. because How can it not be bad? Is Amway bad? <laughs> is Amway bad? Uh, was one that the founding fathers had considered at the beginning of the nation. Some considered the practice of importing human beings from Africa to be sold as a piece of property as immoral. Others considered this a form of acquiring human labor essential to ensuing economic success. However, the moral question of slavery was one upon which even the founding fathers could not achieve consensus. Oh, my God. And that's not true because they were all slave owners. That's true. They wrote it into the Constitution. Constitution. Yeah. It's right in there. I love the framing of this of like offers you the option of, well, maybe it is just acquiring some human capital. They didn't know, which is like, again, completely untrue. I know. And like, you know, you get into imaginary conversation. If you're me, you Uh imaginary like arguments with people all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, every time I see reported somewhere, you know, it's like, well, recently on the fucking news or something like that, some dude was talking about how, like, well, if you bought a big expensive tractor, you wouldn't treat it bad, would you? You know, you take care of it. And I'm like, yeah, first of all, I'm stroking out right now. (laughs) Right now, just thinking of like. And the second thing is like, do you not realize that owning humans as property is 
it doesn't matter how, how nice. well you take care of them yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter how nice straight up wrong you own a human being as your property, property. and <laughs> that's what's wrong it, they can live on being tucked right. into eider down quilts every night chicken five times a day <laughs> but if you own them as property that's the problem that was a quote from Gone with the Wind. It is. It is. <laughs> the, f- the fundamentals of your argument, sir, <laughs> about so- a human being being equivalent to a tractor. <laughs> it's just wrong. That's, you're already day. right out of the gate. <clears throat> Feed you into a meat grinder. Yes. Yes. It's also. Okay. There are two, two paragraphs about Vietnam. <laughs> Fantastic. They talk about communism and then they immediately switch the topic to Martin Luther King and the necessity at that time of peaceful civil rights protests. We are not linking these two in your mind at all. And then they say that people didn't like how many soldiers were dying so the war eventually ended. Oh. But it's still your civic duty Um, to register for the draft. Um. Um. I well, wow. yeah, uh-huh. I, I mean that's yeah. why the war ended is because people finally said there's too many people dying. That's uh, right. Which it, there were too many yeah, people that's, dying. That's people, not wrong. That was people have been saying that for but, ten years or so. I think uh-huh. by that point, twenty. Uh, uh, I, I think it was like twenty. Yes, yeah. uh, I this. Truly one of the best, most remarkable glossing over of <laughs> Vietnam that I have ever read. <laughs> that's even. Better than the the question of slavery, <laughs> right? Well, the Gulf War was rebranded as quote the reality of requ- the Gulf War, which we entered to as a uh, consequence of the reality of acquiring the energy to maintain and expand the nest- industrial needs of America. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, my, it's my just the reality of just, a, the just, reach. Just oh, <laughs> oh they're reaching out. Just oh, located just located. my shoulder. God, we could we had no no choice. choice. We had yeah, no choice. Just, to than to take things that, poor oil. that aren't ours <laughs> and kill people and kill people and, and because oil because there's no other form of energy available be. to humans oh, there's, there's, none, process. there's none ladies and not gentlemen not exactly okay is, I, uh, they uh, uh, yeah I'm now I'm just thinking about like the education that I got yes. you know mm-hmm. growing up as a child in the United States and how uh, there was always a big point in the book about the invention of the cotton gin mm-hmm. because that was like then shit was really really good really good yeah. the invention of the Eli Whitney Eli you know Whitney. is the cotton gin and I heard the story Mother about how he's necessity story about him seeing a, a cat try and pull a chicken through oh, a cage uh-huh. and, and he's like <laughs> hey that's gonna <laughs> work there you go it's like yeah, when you could process the cotton that much faster than you could grow that much, much more, more cotton. cotton and you needed more people. Yeah, to, to pick the cotton. To pick the cotton. <laughs> and it's greater. It's better if you only have to just pay once and don't have to pay them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Also in the pamphlet, which mm-hmm. again, from 1920 to right now, available online, Seriously? downloadable PDF. This is what this says. And they still give it. It's still the one you get. I mean, oh. you don't get it for your citizenship. Ellis Island isn't a thing. It's no. a museum now, but people can still take this. At least right now, you can still take a test to become a citizen. And this is one of the things that you get is the DAR citizenship information pamphlet. But are those the questions? <clears throat> the questions That's are... That's just like a study guide. This is the study guide. Yes. This isn't like the sample test. No, no, the sample test is not. Slaves were yeah. A, well, I don't know. <laughs> immoral, B, necessary. <laughs> no, no, no. This is just a study guide. But this is the history of America that you learn in uh, the study guide. 
the Pledge of Allegiance is in there. Nice, It nice. does not include any of the stuff about how it was created to sell magazines and Under God was added to spot commies. Yep. Not in there. Nope. It does also include the flag code, which is ridiculous, but always makes me laugh every time I see some dumb fuck Trump patriot with like an American flag t-shirt and hat and then one hanging off the back of his truck. I'm like, you're disrespecting the flag, sir. Exactly. It's yep. not supposed to fly at night and in the rain. You're supposed to say your flag is just ripped to shit. Uh-huh. You're not supposed to make clothes out of it. It specifically says not to be made no. in clothing, you not to be used as advertising. Do not did your barbecue plates on it? Nope, 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 nope. nope. You so gotta- it's dumb, but I it makes me laugh slightly. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at the Tulsa Library um, in the children's department, we were having a program or something in the sort of big yeah. like meeting room kind of thing, and I think there was going to be a limbo. Yes. But we were like, well, shit, we don't have a limbo stick. And uh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, there's the flagpole. We uh-huh. can do that. And so we unhooked the flag and I was there with my boss and we kind of stood there for a minute and I was like, well, we have to do it right. She's like, you're right. We have to like, go <laughs> fold, like, fold, 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 triangle, 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 <laughs> stars on the outside. It's like, okay. Tink. Okay. <laughs> See, even you did it. That's right. I was a Girl Scout. I learned how to do the flag. Do the flag. Right. From the DAR. Don't get let it touch the ground. Right. I think my favorite flag moment was uh, when I lived in Greenville, I was involved with roller derby for a little while. And... Before one bout, I heard somebody on her phone, because somebody's like, oh, we don't have a flag for the beginning. And she's like, hang on, I'll call. And she was like, honey, go look on the corner in the floor of the gun room. I think we got some flags. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I always think about. I was like, their flags are in a pile in the corner of the gun room. It's like a bedroom, but for guns. But for guns. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't flags. have a flag, much less many flags, <laughs> which would necessitate a room. <laughs> A flag rack. Uh, amusingly, oh, with heavily deep irony, <laughs> we are also chuckle. learn to recognize un-American propaganda when you see it, hear it, or read about it. Oh, it's, please, give me some examples. No, it just says, as an American, learn why you need to speak out against this propaganda. Okay. 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 Anti-American propaganda. Um. I, I know. Just next... Yeah, today, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is what you get from them. I went and investigated, trying to see if I could read the text of the original 1920s pamphlet, but I assume that it's the same with Vietnam and the Gulf War added in. Yeah, maybe they they smoothed out some of the slavery. Uh, yes. I, know, I was maybe I, it was more overtly of. racist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> slavery was necessary. And you're like, wait a minute. Is it? Uh, but, oh, they still kind of say that, but they it's do. just like they do. under the, yeah. How else were they going to make all that money? Exactly. Let's see. But from twi- uh, a major peace, the world leaders met in 1922 at DAR Memorial Con- Constitutional Hall. Okay. The Americana Collection was founded in the early 40s and brought together rare manuscripts and imprints. So this is again. I I would like I would not mind going and seeing what kind of yeah. collection they have, just because I love museums no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, they raised thousands of dollars to reforest in a 1940s reforestation product oh, project. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. During World War II, DAR provided 197,000 soldiers with care packages. Yeah. Uh, World War II, the use of DAR buildings was given to the Red Cross, and a day nursery was set up in the basement of Constitution Hall for enlisted men's wives who had to go to work. Nice. So that is a Hey, def- look at that. <clears throat> American child care. What? What? I thought that was communism and socialism. It is. Or it just is. communists oh, it is. take care of their kids. That's right. Americans- While the women work. work. Uh-huh. 
And the tradition of celebrating the Constitution was started by the DAR in 1955. They set, petitioned Congress to set aside September 17th through 23rd annually to be Constitution Week. A week? Yeah. Well, nope. that must have been hard to pass in 55. Yeah, Eisenhower yeah. signed it promptly. No word on whether this tradition... signed it on the back of the actual Constitution. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. The far right doesn't seem interested in the Constitution anymore, but I assume that this is... A they at least holiday. used to give it a lip service. Right, right. Yeah, I, somebody must have read it. Or yeah. they must have asked somebody to read it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It does say slavery. It's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, surely an organization with such a firm grasp of history and the importance of education in both breadth and depth would be invaluable for one task, evaluating textbooks for accuracy. I bet. Starting in 1928, the DAR was already becoming concerned about information being passed on to the nation's youth. That's right. At that year's... This is also at the same time that the Daughters of the Confederacy... Oh. Are, are oh, doing their yes. special localized shit. Right, where you learn and about the War of Northern Aggression. Where, yes. Yeah. States' yes. rights. States' rights. It was, yes. I, having lived in South Carolina, heard people unironically use the phrase War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? <clears throat> no, they're not. I'm just going to tell those people, I don't like losers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like losers. Uh, so, yes. Uh, in 1928, the DAR was concerned about the information being passed on to the nation's youth. That, that, by, from whom? Well, by whom? Well, by textbook left, writers. Leftist teachers. I guess Leftist People so. who write words. Uh-huh. Read things and think about them critically. What? See, uh-huh. See, there's your problem. That's... Right. If you, if you start to think that maybe other people's ideas might have some weight, and while you don't have to necessarily adopt them as your own, you can... Listen to them and uh-huh. hear them. No, you don't need that shit. That's communism, okay? All of There's it. There's all this idea about other people being people. What? Like, even when they already live in a place you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. And also remember that if you don't like it, it's communism. That's right. If you also don't agree true. with it, it's, it's communism. communism. Yeah. <laughs> no matter that, like, the or word communism today. has a definition. <laughs> it's true. I swear to God. It really does have a yeah. definition. Yeah. And yeah. it means yeah. a lot of things. Thing. Okay. It means childcare, and everyone has a job. So I'm just saying. <laughs> at that, at the 1928 national convention, the current president of the DAR invest, addressed the crowd, saying to quote, "Look into the matter of textbooks used in some schools. Individuals have sounded a warning that many books deny the Christian faith. No, they contain sacrilegious Jeez. and scornful sentences, which will have disastrous effects upon the impressionable minds of the young. Scornful." Sentences, are you Aaron. guys talking about McGuffey's reader? I mean, they are, <laughs> they are, and literally, as far as I can tell, it's like deny the Christian faith and contain sacrilegious, scornful sentences. But probably means things like, in, in I don't know, in India they are Hindus, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. it's like yes, the mentioning of other things, other countries existing. Yeah. Using words like swell, social old man, trouble, trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. That's my trouble, favorite music, by the way. It's, Mine too. Yes. yes. It's the only one I really like, honestly. That's, uh, yeah, there's some of them have oh, Bye Bye Birdie's really good. Bye Bye Birdie. You know, I've never seen that. It's, it's really good. good. Oh, I heard. Yeah. Anne Margaret is amazing. She Dick is Van Dyke. Good. Paul Lind is in. And Sullivan. <laughs> that's a really good. We there should watch it. There is a weird part about like a turtle that's sped up and there's like a whole ballet that they have to get through really that was Ooh. That was the time. But that was like a nutty uh, professor kind of thing. That was for the movie. It was, it's not in the play. It's not. It's not in the play. But yeah, so yeah, I, I love uh, Music Man. Okay, at 1941, the president at that time addressed the General Assembly, 
what we must do all that women can do to eradicate questionable textbooks in the schools. This can be and ha- can and has been done in many cities, and it should be done in every city where the these books are used. What is questionable, you may ask? I'm I'm wondering why this is fucking women's job to do this because because oh, the men have important things to do, and I the women guess. need to care for the. Who will think of the children? Well, because these women all have like cooks and housekeepers. Yeah, so exactly. They have n- plenty of time to like butt their asses in. That's true, and they uh, get their point of view heard when uh, people who have women who have to work um, don't. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's fun. I said, what is questionable in these books, may I ask? No, you won't ask, because even if I had never read any pages to you up to this point, if I said the D-A-R, you could guess what it was that they did not want in textbooks. And again, in 1950, members should be especially aware of schools in their own communities. They should know that teachers who instruct their children, they should know the wording of the textbooks, especially those pertaining to American history, and they should be cognizant of the manner in which teachers present the subject matter to pupils. The interpretation Interpretation of historical data can be and often is twisted erroneously if the teacher is inclined oh. to do so. Oh, it's twisted, all right. Let uh, me tell you something about the Republican Party's hatred of teachers. Oh, yeah. It goes all the way all to the, the top. Way to, all the way to the top. Yep. <laughs> and all the way to the bottom. Yes. It's really more a broader hatred of learning, I think. It is like. a broader hatred but of learning. It's but to teachers focus specifically. On teachers in public schools are a really good place to focus. Because most of them are women. They're bitter, childless women, too. I know. <laughs> but yeah. And indeed, three de- these decades of DAR activism paid off. Their members were in a position to send uninvited inspectors to local schools what to read the, the textbooks fuck? and listen into classroom teaching. They had the energy and drive to go through these textbooks and sniff out evidence of progressive politics or anti-patriotic teaching. I'm trying to think of what is possibly in a textbook from 1950. I'm sure that they can find something. No, it's, found it's, some- no, it really is. It's honest to God. Mentioning other countries have religions. It's not like <laughs> you know India. In India, they're Hindus, which is godless and evil, and uh, they're all poor and dying because they, they don't, don't know Jesus. Jesus. It's like that's what it needs to say. Not just like in India, they're not Christian. You need to like point out that that's why they have a wretched society or civilization. It has nothing to do with colonialism. No. The fact that they did great. <laughs> they were doing fine. Really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Would you care to guess which state in the union was the first to appoint DAR members to the textbook reviews committees? Oh, God. Was oh, it Oklahoma? Oklahoma? Almost. Texas. 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 There you go. Uh, you are correct. Texas. Texas. In Texas, the statewide uh, committee Texas. of investigations of textbooks issued a report in 1955 identifying 59 textbooks currently in Texas public schools that had a socialistic slant or other deficiencies, which included, quote, referencing Soviet Russia. Just mentioning it? Just mentioning Soviet (laughs) Russia. Even though we're going to say bad things about it? It exists. I'm like, uh uh-huh. I'm like, references to Soviet Russia in Encyclopedia Britannica. And I'm like... It's the encyclopedia. It mentions everything. Everything you is need in to be there. able to yeah. look it up. Cholera is in there. Nobody likes cholera, but it's in there. Well, at least Jesus brought us cholera. The communism Sad. is not from God. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In 1959, the Mississippi chapter of the DAR's mm. quote National Defense Committee oh, undertook state lobbying efforts that secured an amendment to the state law, which added lay members to the committee reviewing school textbooks. So, like anybody, yeah. 
Yes. Uh, it will be no shock at all to our American listeners and to foreigners abroad who are already horrified enough. They were entirely successful, and to this very day, textbook information varies from state to state, even when it's the same title from the same publisher. Great. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was, this was in an article about uh, comparing a California text, McGraw-Hill, uh-huh. California, and Texas, and it was the same ones, and it was what each one contains that the other one doesn't. That's bananas. Uh-huh. Well, this is what happens when you only pretend to separate church and state. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever you're, you know, a godless heathen, if you maybe peel back the top layer of the onion, the dry one that's kind of falling Mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. to see all of the shit that made America what it is today. today. Well, my other question is, and to people of faith, how is your faith so fucking weak that reading an article in Encyclopedia Britannica about Soviet Russia is going to make you lose it. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a you problem. Well, no <laughs> shit. And it's also like, you know, it's like, we don't let our children look at this godless stuff. I was like, do you just trust them? I mean, uh-huh. I thought, do you, did you teach them better? Did you teach them better? Or do you just, do you, do you teach, what do you teach them? Do you just cut them off from other things? Because mm-hmm. what again. are you teaching them? Because my mom in our house of zero faith uh-huh. taught me a lot yes. about We'd learned everything about everything. Exactly. Because they just answered every question. They answered Who every- was Jesus? Who was Buddha? Yeah. What do Hindus believe? Why do people hate Jews? Why do people hate Jews? I remember straight up asking that question. Why do people hate Jewish people? I asked yeah. them too at one point. Yeah. But- so, no, you only tell them what you want them to know, and you just believe that they will never, ever see or hear anything else. I don't know. I guess and if I you- guess it's everybody else's problem if they do see. Right. Everybody else's <clears throat> fault if they right. are I accidentally, like, medicated catholic negro and that's his fault yeah yeah so yes fuck you all okay well so after their excellent opinions about textbooks and native americans i believe that this will be an organization that will be super duper gracious with african americans and let them sure i'm totally sure oh yeah why would they not be i mean like if i'm a descendant of christmas atticus then Christmas addicts. Christmas addicts. Uh huh. Then do I get to be in the DAR? You do now after a lot of fighting. <laughs> the, honest to God, if you type DAR into Google, one of the first things that pops up is is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it, but could not find any info about anybody. <laughs> I have information about the first African American woman, but I, it's like I assume that they just had to start. Writing in and being like, yeah, hi, Thomas Jefferson raped my great, great, great grandma. That yes. makes me a descendant. Of- uh huh. <laughs> and they were just like, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is correct, but how do we keep this out? God, God damn, damn it. it. An actual founding father. Right, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the major I know you're ones. Jealous. One of the, the one who wrote the Constitution. The one who wrote the Constitution that you yes. worship. They are integrated now, but it was done kicking and screaming in the late 80s. Wow. The late 80s. The late 80s. Wow. Oh, it also wow. makes me wonder, who were the black women that demanded to join? I, I, there are quite a few. Okay, good. And I, I guess, you know, it's like, part of me is like, why would you want to do that? Part of me is, why would you want to do that? But then part of me part is of like. like that with everything. <laughs> yes, yes. But part of me is like, well, I'm going to do that. Because fuck you. <laughs> also true. That's right. The, best, ha- the best reason. The to best do reason. Most things, you have honestly. to let me in, but you have to be a descent. Oh look, I am. Oh look, I am. Uh huh. Just to like. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Hey. Oh, here's a DAR story that I know you know about. Okay. Do you remember hearing about the famous Marian Anderson concert where she sang on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? That's right. Eleanor you, Roosevelt. Oh. Do you know why she sang on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? Because she wasn't allowed to sing in the White House. She wasn't allowed to sing in Constitution Hall, which was owned by the Daughters of the American Revolution. Wow. Yes. There were response to complaints about, by some members against mixed seating. It was, we would let Marion sing. Of course, black people can always entertain us. They, yes, you are a talented black person, so you can entertain the white people that are, no, only white people can come and see, no, no, no. No. Imagine being so afraid. To sit next to a black person. <laughs> to sit next to... What do you think is going you, to you're, happen? You're probably not even going to sit next to them. You're going to sit across the room from them. That's right. Hell, probably they're going to have to sit in the fucking balcony. Yeah. And you're going to sit down by Marion. But yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Your women are going to be raped. Yeah. Or, uh, or the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to find out that this is a normal person sitting next to you and you'll have to challenge your well, preconceived notions. Yeah, it's all... God forbid. About the, you know... Among so, so many other things. Oh, yeah. It's just like the hypersexualization <laughs> yes. of, yes. of right. anybody else. Right, non-white men. Well, I don't know. Hey, white men, you're so pathetic in bed that everybody, that the women look around and be like, oh, my goodness, this man is probably a super sexual maniac. Exactly. Because it's very important when you're a man, the most important thing is to make everything about your dick. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Your yes. personal Your own personal dick. And Not all- just dicks in general. No. Yeah, no. Oh, heavens no. Heavens no. Well, so yes, uh, they refused to allow her to sing at Constitution Hall. Eleanor Roosevelt quit. The DAR. Yes. Good for yes, her. She did. First Lady she Ellen was like, thank God, a reason to go yes. out. <laughs> she resigned from the organization and wrote a letter and said, quote, I, I am in complete light, scathing, I'm, blistering letter delivered with a smile. Oh, I, I'm smiling right now and I'm going to quote. Mm-hmm. I am hey. in complete disagreement with the attitude taken in refusing Constitution Hall to a great artist. You had an opportunity to lead in an enlightened way. Ooh. And it seems to me that your organization has failed. Oh, oh. Hick was right behind her going, yeah, yeah do, it. do it, do it, do it. She's like, I don't know, it's too, do it, do it. Do it. <laughs> Hick was probably like, not take that part out. <laughs> okay, that's a bit much. Yeah, But yeah, as the controversy grew, the American press overwhelmingly backed Anderson's right to sing. What year was this? The 50s? 1939. Oh, 39. Okay, yes. so he was, she was still First Lady Eleanor yes, Roosevelt. Yes, she was First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt who fucking quit telling them that they were racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she God, was fantastic, so though. I love Eleanor so Roosevelt. I do, too. She was one of the first ones, like, I'm going to talk to black people. I know, <laughs> Ask right? Ask them their opinions. I talked to somebody one time about the Roosevelts, and I don't even know what it was, but I was able to pop off with my grand knowledge uh-huh. about, you know, how... I'm talking about Franklin and Eleanor yeah. specifically, who, you know, Franklin was problematic oh, yeah, for sure. a lot of reasons, but it's like, she was ugly and he was crippled. Uh-huh. And that's why they were forced to, to marry each other. To marry, well, they were married before he was, he was crippled. crippled. She was still ugly. But she was still <laughs> ugly. Um, but well, that's they liked like, each other. They, they liked, they, they, were did. Were they did like each other, but also him being crippled and her being not the most beautiful woman right, in the Right, she room, was not Jackie O. She was not Jackie O. Also endeared them to other people and made them realize Ooh, that other people, people have feelings. Yes. Because, yes, sir, yes. you're crippled, okay? Right, you are crippled and she is not lovely. 
Uh, the Philadelphia Tribune wrote, a group of tottering old ladies who don't know the difference between patriotism and putridism have <laughs> compelled the gracious first lady to apologize for their national rudeness. Yes. National rudeness. The Richmond Times-Dispatch wrote, quote, in these days of racial intolerance so crudely expressed as in the Third Reich, an action such as the DAR's ban seems all the more deplorable. We weren't even in the war at that time when they were comparing to the Nazis. (laughs) At Eleanor Roosevelt's behest, President Roosevelt and the then Executive Secretary of the NAACP, whose name was Walter White, and Anderson's manager... Uh, Saul Hurok, that's when they arranged the Lincoln Memorial uh-huh. concert. It's like, oh, well, fuck your building. We're going How about to the, we'll Lincoln go to the Lincoln Memorial and sing for everybody? And this event attracted a crowd of more than 75,000 and a national radio audience of millions. The wow. DAR officially reversed its white performers only policy in 1952. Okay. <clears throat> wow. I wonder yes. who that wow. was wow. for. I, I did so not look and I should here. have. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a little early. Chuck Berry. <laughs> I, no, I'm true. thinking of like the whitest black before, like Sammy Davis Jr. a bit no, early. What was it? Um, Nat King Cole or something. Probably, like, probably. Nat King Cole. Is Sarah Vaughn? Nah. She, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in, it was in 1977 that a woman named Karen Bachelor Farmer, who's now known as Karen Bachelor of Detroit, Michigan, was admitted as the first known African-American member of the DAR. Her admission sparked interest after it was featured on a story in the New York Times because she had positioned petitioned them. Mm-hmm. When asked for a comment, Sarah M. King, who was the president general at the time, brace yourselves for some hot information from Sarah King. Okay. <laughs> she went to the Washington Post reporter and said, being black is not the only reason that some people have for not being accepted into chapters. Oh, really? Oh, There's really? Tell, me, tell me of What are they? Divorce. Oh. Spite. What? Neighbors dislike. Wait a minute. I would say that being black is very far down the line. Oh. And but it's on the line, first of all. It what? Is. Would it, you did you poll the neighbors? Right. It's like we do want her probably. Uh, <laughs> she kicked puppies, anyone? <laughs> there are a lot of people who are troublemakers and you wouldn't want them in here because they could cause problems. Oh, really? Yeah. After her king... Her Guess king's, the fuck what? Oh, like. yeah. No, they've got some more. I have more quotes from this article. Uh, she said yesterday that the application of a black at-large member to a local chapter... She did say that it was handled inappropriately. Uh, okay. And so I decided finally in 1984 to uh, announce broad steps to encourage other blacks to join. President Sarah King turned back an impeachment effort by the DAR members who claimed that she responded too slowly to the discrimination. She said dissidents have been sowing discord within the 94-year-old organization. Ma'am, it's not that important. And I don't see why it looks bad. I mean, there's a lot of black organizations I can't join. Why isn't there a white pride month? Why is, yeah, it's like, when's the straight pride parade? Why, when's white history month? Uh-huh. Uh, since the mid-80s, the DAR has supported to a project to identify African Americans, Native Americans, and individuals of mixed race who were patriots of the American Revolution, expanding their... Rec- that's when they, in the mid-80s, that's when they said you no longer had to be descended from a s- actual Revolutionary War soldier. You could... Did you still have to be descended from someone, though? Yes. In the year 2007, in the 21st century, oh the DAR posthumously honored Mary Hemings Bell, the slave of Thomas Jefferson, as a patriot of the revolution. Was she, though? 
Well, she served a great man. I guess she supported so. in a supporting role for his children. Uh-huh. I mean, she didn't fucking murder him. I don't like, know. I don't know. Uh huh. Wow. And it was not until 2019 that an African American was elected to the National DAR board. <sighs> God bless her. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That she also said that this time when in the mid 80s when they were. Uh, considering the new bylaw in addition to its traditional requirement that members be direct descendants of a revolutionary war soldier or supporter the new rule would have required proof that the genealogical line was legitimate uh, oh no but, bastards uh, no oh, well oh. all black people weren't allowed to legally marry for right. an extremely long Did they time have birth certificates no they didn't have birth certificates they didn't have marriage licenses they didn't have that's what jumping the broom came from mm-hmm. so that was another way that they used they're like oh we'd love to have you can you provide us some paperwork oh you can't oh that's just terrible bye but it's like I can't because my ancestors were not allowed to marry. Yeah, and I'm like, sorry, I don't have a bill of sale. Right, exactly. <laughs> and she says, "Well, I don't feel it's an entirely white organization. I know we had two blacks." Wow. So, well, there you go. There, there you go. You go. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So <clears throat> that's some some history. Okay. That well, is some history. That's, that's some history. Some history about history. But now you know. What's if we join? Okay. What are we going to do? What's our agenda? That's one okay. of our questions, isn't what it? What are we going to do? What are we going to do for the day? It has three official obje- objectives. Okay. Historic preservation. Sure. Promotion of education. Well. Mm, and patriotic endeavor, whatever the barf. hell that means. Under the first category, activities include maintaining the DAR Museum and Genealogy Library. Okay. Contributing to projects like the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island renovations when they did yeah. all those. Well, you know, that was like, I was bananas to me whenever, because it was, I don't know what year it was, but it was fairly recently yeah. within the last 20, 30 years uh-huh. that Ellis Island was saved from right dereliction dereliction like all of the buildings and stuff like that were just rotting and yeah. collapsing because like, once they stopped yeah doing, they're like well i don't need this shit anymore and you're like this is historical it's, right. it's like and of course it's in the middle of the ocean yeah, the harbor the right? harbor and so yeah it was not very long ago that they were like maybe, oh, we, maybe should we should keep, keep this, this. Uh-huh. when i was in germany and i went to the the uh, deutsche aufgangers museum which was the ausgang ausgang the german people who emigrated from germany it was uh-huh. a fantastic museum yeah and they had at one point they had a little like ellis island part where you uh-huh. could go in and take the little quiz to see if you would be admitted did into you, the country. Did, did they have the uh, reenactment where they check your eyes? They or, did, <laughs> alas. They, they run didn't. a bu- button hook under <laughs> your <eyelid laughs> to make sure. <laughs> I was able to answer the question successfully and be admitted in because I know better than to say that I'm an anarchist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are you an anarchist? No. <laughs> Absolutely Of course not. not. I don't even know what that word means. Why would I by. even do with, with an anarchy? <laughs> that's right. Miss Goldman's picking me up. I'll see you later. So they, let's see. They're the principal supporter of two Appalachian schools for underprivileged children. Okay, that sounds good, but it also implies that they're teaching this shit. Right. I, yeah. Anytime you're, like, you have a group that's heavily underwriting one school, they usually that's get That's why philanthropy thing. is a fraud. Tax the rich. Tax the rich. Yeah, don't let them write this off on their, it's like, pay your fucking taxes. Yes. Yes. They have lots of scholarships, awards. They pres- maintain and preserve historical sites and Revolutionary War grave sites. They, That's cool. Yeah. They still educate and support people who are becoming citizens with their with their pamphlet. 
Only if they came the right way, uh-huh. I assume. Okay, I read, and this is, I'm almost to the end, and so I'm going to read you some quotes from the, my favorite part of my research, which was an article from July 4th, 1991, entitled, I Had Luncheon with the DAR. Fantastic. Oh, boy. That's uh, Chicago newspaper. Fantastic. She was in an, in an Illinois suburb, so it described <laughs> <Winnetka>. the meeting. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to read you some chunks of this, but I really, if you want to read anything, it, find this article, because it's the most fun, and you really get the biggest scoop of what the DAR is like. All right. The opening meeting filled a large conference hall with about 200 chairs set up before a large stage. The daughter stood at the piano player launched into God Bless America for the processional. Three immaculate pages in glowing white entered solemnly, the first carrying a huge American flag, Mm -hmm. the second carrying an Illinois flag, Mm -hmm. and the third the DAR flag. The the woman who's writing this is sitting next to a woman named Mrs. Krieg. Okay. We have a great deal of ceremony at this thing, Mm. Mrs. Krieg whispered. Next came the state DAR officers. There's our state regent, said Mrs. Krieg, pointing discreetly at Mrs. Virgil V. Clary of Winnetka Mm -hmm. as she swept past us. I just love the color of that suit. I am dying to get an ultra suede suit. (laughs) Miss Clary's ultra suede suit was indeed a stunning fuchsia. That's good. She mentions that all of the women there are like, they're either, they're really, really old or they're obviously their granddaughters. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, wow. Here's my 15 year old granddaughter. She's a big, she loves she this. Loves and I'm like, yeah, it's because she can't drive yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tried to get your daughter to do this, and she's like, she fuck, you, like I'm fuck you, I'm smoking pot. Right. Uh, and they also, she also mentions that almost all of the women go by their husband's name. Oh. Yes, yeah, like Mrs. Virgil Clary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are then addressed by the mayor of the suburb who referred to the Gulf War as, quote, a special time for Americans. Uh, Each of us was oh. a little straighter, a Whoa. little more proud to be an American. I remember that time, and that is not how I felt at all. No, no. I was like, got no. it was whenever I was in ninth grade, and like uh-huh. somebody's mom made these little like wooden hearts Heart, that uh-huh. were painted like an American flag with a yellow ribbon, uh-huh. and like I think that somebody was selling them, and I was like, I'm not gonna buy that shit, you know, because it's like mom talking, right? Well, I and they're like, what are you talking? Do you not support the troops? I was like, fuck no, no, I support the individual soldiers, but I do not support the machine exactly. that's sending them to their death. It's like I support the troops by not wanting them to die. <laughs> That's never an acceptable position for some reason. It's really not. Well, uh, uh, like you guys aren't even fighting communism. Iraq invaded Kuwait on August 2nd, which is my birthday. That's right. Because uh, I remember I was in college at the time and I was asleep and the phone rang and I answered the phone and mom said, happy birthday. Iraq invaded Kuwait today. (laughs) (laughs) And then didn't you go to inner urban for dinner with her? Yes, it was like, and then they remember they set that deadline and it was going to be like line in the sand. And if you haven't withdrawn by in we're going in and then Kurt and I were at Inner Urban just like watching the war start and eating some like Theta burgers or something <laughs> I don't know later two of the DAR officers seated on stage presented Mrs. Clary with some sort of frog statue <gasps> you can't have a state meeting without a frog and we present you with a frog on a lily pad oh, they Bart. said barely managing to choke out the words before collapsing in giggles you never know what these two will come up with I looked at questioningly at Mrs. Krieg who shrugged and said there's some joke with that frog I don't know what it is <laughs> Sounds like you picked the right woman to sit with. Uh-huh. And then Mrs. No, Dwinell, seriously. who's another woman she talks to, mm-hmm. was the only one who knew something about her DAR qualifying ancestor. Quote, you should be able to spout that You should shit. be able to say everything, but she was the only one. And here's what she said. Jacob Bartow, he was a soldier. I know that. He was a Huguenot and a paper maker, and you don't realize what the world would be like without paper. 
He was from Bartow, Pennsylvania. It's a township now, and they used to have a railroad stop just for them. Mm-hmm. People don't know what the DAR is. We've been having problems with one of our high schools because it's really ethnic with a lot of religions, and they don't understand uh, the good citizen concept. They don't think it's the end thing. Oh, oh, oh. They're really, yeah. oh. Also, you know, China would like to talk to you about how important paper is. Also. Yeah. So the entire, that article is very fun, and if you want, it really gives a whole... That, they, they, at one point, the 75-plus-year-old women are modeled the history of DAR fashions. Oh, they interview yeah. some of the teens that are in CAR. Uh, yes, if you want, then find I had luncheon with the DAR because that is really the best. I'll write that down. I okay. just looked it up and uh, sent it to you on Thanks. Messenger. Thanks, Excellent. darling. Uh, it costs $75 to apply, okay. and there are annual dual dues of like 50 to 60 bucks, okay. which is not too bad. And there are a bunch of, of knockoff organizations. Mm-hmm. The Colonial Dames of America. Yes. Which is... The Mr. Pibb of... <laughs> <laughs> no, after the DAR, some, a bunch of like uh, jealous bitches got together. And to be in the Colonial Dames, you have to have a direct lineage to people who lived in America before the Revolutionary War. No, not you, Algonquin tribe. <laughs> I was like, um... Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I went like every Shoshone to be like, I belong here. Yeah, but seriously, no. show up. Well, it's also like the, you know, fucking whatever... Mm-hmm. Descendants of the Mayflower, flower, the Mayflower right, right, right. Club. The daughters of eighteen twelve. Yes, I think we should start a club called the Daughters of Vietnam, where we meet once a month, get wacky on tie stick, and look at pictures of Chris Noel. I like it. <laughs> that's I a, like it. We <laughs> listen to some. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't okay. no millionaire son. Now is the part where we all sit cross-legged and put our face right in the speaker. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Uh, on a website called Kids Connect, which has teacher resources. Spelled with K's. Yeah, uh, no, just, it's spelled properly because it's a teaching website. <laughs> <laughs> they had a 21-page worksheet bundle officially put out by the DAR, oh, wow. which included oh, word God. searches of patriotic terms, and not one but two uh, worksheets syphilis. about Eleanor Roosevelt resigning over their racism. But it does use her actual letter as a primary source document for analysis. Well, that's good. Which is good teaching, good practice, good, very impressive. Primary sources are important. Although I cannot imagine taking a chunk of my curricular time to explore the history of the DAR. But those yeah. hyper-patriotic anti-science homeschoolers got to have uh, something and hear some worksheets that's, for you. That counts as a, your history credit. Absolutely. That's your super, super well-curated history of the United States right there. And you can see, yeah, I'm teaching my child about racism. <laughs> All right, former notable members are too numerous to mention, let me say, but here are a few faves. Okay. Ginger Rogers. Okay. Grace Hopper, the early Gin- computer scientist. Ginger Rogers, who's also really into um, a little thing called HUAC. Hey! <laughs> Grandma Moses. Mm-hmm. Mary Baker Eddy, who's founder of a cult. I mean, the Church of Christ Scientist. Oh, yeah. And Edith Allen Phelps, twice president of the Oklahoma Library Association and the first professional library science field in the Oklahoma City library system. Well, good for her. Edith uh, Allen Phelps. Is that, that's not that lady whose picture you have in your office, is it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Her her. name is Hanson. And current notable members include Elizabeth Dole, Laura Bush, Tammy Duckworth, and 80s it girl Bo Derek. (laughs) Fantastic. I Uh, love it whenever people come at Tammy Duckworth and tell her, like, your ancestors didn't fight for the United States. And she's like, bitch, my ancestors fought in the Revolutionary War. My mom. My mom. Is, like, maybe Filipino. I'm I'm going to hit you with not one, but both of my artificial legs. And I lost in the war that you started. Aerial combat aerial combat thank you fucking dicks fucking dicks 
So I got a lot of info from their own website, uh, Wikipedia. I found, okay, I found something that I could not access and it made me very sad. It was a California um, archive. Uh huh. And it had, the parts I wanted were not digitized and mm. online. There was, let's see, a list of articles from 1921, many of them written by this in, apparently quite upset woman named Helen Tufts Biles. Yes! Uh, they have names like, the uh, articles, Our Threatened Heritage, <laughs> Truth and Justice versus the DAR Court Martial. Oh, wow. Perverted Patriotism, a story of DAR stewardship. <laughs> Dishonoring the DAR. Are DAR women exploited? And DAR head in a clan nighty, says editor. Ooh. Oh, I wanted to read these, but I could not. Well, I- the headlines... Paint a picture. Yeah, Helen had things to say. Good for Things to say. I know. <laughs> I love... They're, they're, oh, man. That's just like a perfect form of, of humor is this like escalatingly furious article title. Yes. <laughs> it's just the headlines of the article. Yes. God damn you, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> D-A-R head and Clan 90 is... Yeah. I know, it would only be better if it was like Helen and then like, I don't know... Susan, and it's like <laughs> DAR court martial patriotism by Helen. Yeah. People are whiny by Susan. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also read, I had luncheon with the DAR. Yes. I thought I wrote the woman's name down who wrote that. I didn't. Defenders of patriotism or mothers of fascism. The DAR, anti radicalism, un Americanism in the interwar period. That's who from, the fuck that- is accusing the DAR of fascism? I guess somebody who can like. Do it better. Yeah. This is by Simon Went in the Journal of American Studies, August 2013. That was the JSTOR article. Oh, okay. And uh, the case for and against the DAR by Sinclair McElway in the New Yorker. The New Yorker, January 30th, 1959. Well, Sinclair McElway, I'm wondering about your thinly trimmed mustache. And that is the Daughters of Of the the American American Revolution. Revolution. Okay, some questions. Okay. Am I going to get hazed? No. 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 You'll probably get like some shade. And some, like, I guess so. But hazed, no. Are you going to get love bomb? Uh, uh, I don't no, want to give it too not. high of a score. No, it's though. not going to. No. Uh-uh. I'm not going to get hazed. However. However. Well, okay. I mean, you know, do you consider like like being disallowed from membership due to, I don't know, any trace of anything? The, no, because yeah, yeah, I, I, just for our purposes, to, you have to be in to be hazed. That's just discriminated. Yeah. Yeah, it's just discriminated against. Being in doctor, in doctor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Is there a hat? Is there a hat? There were so many fucking hats. <laughs> I don't know if they have an official hat, but there were lots of like formal outfit looks with uh, white women don't wear hats these days. That's right. So there's lots of old ladies, like the old pictures, the women all have big hats. Today, there's a lot of like boxy blazer, scarf with a brooch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, the, and then they were just, I mean, and then the old ladies. I mean, the late, yeah, the, the former ladies right. in the past who were all just wearing their hats because ladies wore hats. There's not like an official. No, it's no, fez, no. There's so. not a fez. It's not the Red Hat Society. So no, no hats. Okay, what's on the agenda? Uh, uh, positive social works. I yeah, mean, if I'm being honest, li- if like volunteering at the library, volunteering and- at libraries, they do. They there's a lot of scholarships. They do a lot of like. We bought the courthouse in Godibo, Oklahoma, and restored it. Mm-hmm, stuff like yeah. that. So they do. I, I will be honest. They do do a lot of projects like that, and then they did like the nursing stuff. They did nursing and stuff, then the and the donation of their yeah, all the things that. So there have been 
quality things that they have done okay. for their day-to-day work. When they're not dictating what can and cannot be in school. That are <laughs> right. It's not their acts that are necessary. Except bad. for the textbooks. Uh, yeah. uh, the textbooks part. are bad. The textbook part is bad. I didn't give it a 10. I'm telling you. The racism was bad. The racism was bad. Um, how much is this going to cost? Not much. That's, yeah, that's that's a normal amount of... Mm. Yeah. Oh, so not mid late 80s when non-whites were, non-whites were admitted in okay. the late 80s. I don't yes. know. I'm going to give it I, I, I a think point because they are They are admitted, <laughs> yes. So they don't get no, but they get low. Yes. Is this a legit organization or just a drinking club for rich men? It's just a drinking club for rich women. But no, it's a legit organization. Yes. Because they do actually do things no matter what you okay, think Okay, but them. I'm still... No, yeah, no. Secret symbols? I don't think so. No. If they were, they were secret. The handshakes and symbols were so secret they were not on any of the websites. Yeah, that means no. I looked at a lot. It's a bummer, uh, though. It is. It's a low score. Just in my, like, Googling around and looking, I saw several, like, forums, for a where people were saying, should I join the DAR? Mm -hmm. And some people were like, why on earth would you want to do that? (laughs) One was a humanist forum, and it's like, I'm an atheist, and there's lots of God in this. What should I? But my, you know, my mom is interested in it. She's just volunteer at the library. Yeah, and everybody was just like, no. But there would always be one person be like, I love it, and it's a great organization. Yeah. But yeah, nobody mentioned a secret handshake, and I feel like on the internet they would So no symbols, no secret handshakes. No symbols or handshakes. Okay, so that's it. Uh, Anyone famous? Yes, that gets a good fan. Eleanor Roosevelt, especially even though she quit. And yeah, and I could, the historical members, I could have read you a great deal. Like, Mm -hmm. think of a first lady. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, All kinds of people. And, and Bo Derek. Bo Derek. Bo Derek. So famous, yes. You get a big one for that. Okay. And then, is this going to be about Jesus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least in an underlying way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Math time. Okay. Music. Okay. That's, what is that? 10. 15. And that's 10. 7. 3. 7. 4. 5. 8. 9. 10. 11. 12. That's 22. Is twenty three. Is it? Oh wait, thirty. That's thirty three. That's four. So thirty seven. I hate it when I do it twice and it's different both times. Okay. Okay. 81. 81. We did it that time. I can add four and four in my head. It's 100. Oh, shit, it is. All right. So, uh, D-A-R. Not bad. D-A-R. 81. Okay. Well, okay. It's halftime. I'm going to need everybody to stand and remove their hats. Mm -hmm. Squeaky's going to lead the color guard in. Mm -hmm. We're going to do the pledge, and we're going to read the preamble (laughs) to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. We have to warn everybody, if you go out into the snack bar area, Squeaky's got a table set up with her new line of savory seltzers. Savory seltzers. Mm -hmm. They have great flavors, like everything bagel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Umami. Yeah. French onion soup. French, yeah. If you want to, but it's true. They're they're also extremely alcoholic. They're extremely alcoholic. Yeah, they're, they're like 80 proof. They're really, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, sometimes... You know, that little, like, chile limon goes down pretty fast. It's I'll tell you. <laughs> Serve very cold. Just, yeah, it's, it's not a suggestion. It's a warning. It's a warning. It's a warning. All right. So we'll see you after the half. And we've got another club we can it's join. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
are you okay? <laughs> are you all right? <clears throat> Shit, I had squeakies, elote, Ugh. seltzer, and there's corn in it. Oh, like, my God. I actually not corn you. Corn in, no. I had that. And it's just like, I, my head hurts so bad. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, and they're like boba, like boba tea. Yeah, they like are. I had like corn. I had the wasabi, and the peas, the chickpeas, were still at the bottom, and it cleared out my sinuses. Oh it my hurt god, a lot. I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. It's yeah. like 95 proof. What yeah. kind did you have, Brian? Uh, the mushroom gravy is. Oh uh, shit! Great. This is gonna be bad. The, the coming mush- back up. The mushrooms don't. Um, they're a mild flavor, and they're they don't fit in the straws. Oh, so, like, so you I are. Feel like, yeah. Are they? Do, I feel really good. I was going to say, are, are they, um, is it magic mushrooms? I was going to say, you're going to be tripping in a few minutes. Oh, but boy. Wow. Didn't even think this about that. Be something <laughs> <else>. <laughs> squeaky like seltzers. Squeaky seltzers. Squeaky savory seltzers. Squeaky savory seltzers. Available soon at a Dollar Tree near you. <laughs> <laughs> American Revolution, I'm not certain, is the place for us. No, we're not. Though it was fascinating. It is fascinating. We're not very good at being um, polite around shit like that. Yeah. Judging from all the pinches. Right. That that Grandma gave gave us in church, that Mom then also gave us in church. She, Mom didn't even believe in God. She (laughs) she just pinched us all. She just pinched us all. Don't embarrass me. <sighs> no, so. welcome to the no fun zone. Well, I want some fun zone. Come on, what you okay. got there? All right, all right. I'm gonna kind of um bury the uh, the t- the name. Oh, okay. okay, we're gonna come. To we're the- gonna go into it, and then you'll and unveil the name. And then I will unveil the name. Very okay, happy I'm about ready. this already. Picture this. Okay, Garden, Arkansas, 1892. Oh Jesus! Whoa, God. Whoa, whoa. Okay, how do you spell that? G U R D O N. You spell it like, like it sounds because you can't really write. Like, <laughs> like Gordon, but with a Gordon. U. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly right. Gordon, yes. Arkansas, 1892. <laughs> You're waiting for a train that's seven hours late. You have between two and 11 children with you, and they ate all the whorehound candy ages ago. Oh. You escaped to the privy so you can have five fucking Five-y minutes to, to yourself. rage scream. Outside, six dudes are shitty drunk. Sitting on a pile of lumber because they are lumbermen who have Ooh. just come from the Arkansas Yellow Pine Manufacturers Associating meeting. Ooh, mm-hmm. hot stuff going on at the Arkansas Yellow Pine Manufacturers Association meeting. <laughs> this meeting was boring as fuck because Bowling Arthur Jones, George K. Smith, William E. Barnes, George W. Schwartz, William Starr Mitchell and Ludolf O.E.A. Strauss are sharing their thoughts on a unified lumber fraternity. Oh, a unified lumber fraternity. That's what this world has been missing. A fun one. Finally. A fun one. Finally, the schism of lumber fraternities will be healed. Um, Well, there was already a boring, no fun lumber fraternity. Yeah, apparently, yeah. So, see, look, what they're talking about Mm -hmm. is if they don't get all of the lumbermen and various trade associations to join together, there could be a schism. No, no schism. You see. No, there's we the lumbermen. Hang together or we shall hang separately. <laughs> you see, there are the lumbermen. There are the newspapermen. There are the railroad men. Oh. There are the sawmill machinery men. Uh-huh. All of them have devoted their lives to lumber and lumber products, yet, yes. yet their jobs yes. are very different. They are. How can we prevent them? I know. We, we need to come together unified? right now over me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't care. Walrus Gumble, hear my words. <laughs> you don't care. You are here and we are here <laughs> and we are all together. <laughs> That's going to cost us money. Oh, sorry. No, because I sang it myself. That's right. That's, that's right. right. You that's don't right. care about this because one of your kids has found you in the privy and you're still crying. <laughs> Just like, leave me alone. The lumbermen don't care either. A woman screaming in a toilet is none of their concern. That <laughs> sounds like a Tuesday to me. How can it be their concern when all they want to do is promote goodwill among lumbermen in an organization that does not <sighs> resemble the fraternities of the day? See? Not in the least. This is my problem. All I want to do is have some lumber. <laughs> Till the sun comes up over Garden, Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> it, they sure as fuck know what they don't want. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking song. <laughs> I hate that song. Um, song. Got a car wash. They're stealing yeah, the label off my beer. <laughs> Okay, here's what they sure is. What do they want? No, this is what they don't what want. What do they not want? Lodge rooms with forced attendance. <laughs> marching in the streets in protest. What if they have things to protest? What if I'm marching in the streets to protest this other club that I don't want? No, uh, no, what about no, that? No, 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 they're not into it. They're also not into bothering anybody. Well, they're bothering me. I'm trying to have a moment in the privy. They're not paying attention to oh, you. Okay, okay. okay. They're mean bothering people that matter. Okay, we're not going to bother. We're not going to protest. Mm-mm, we're not going to meet. They're not into uniforms or flashy regalia. All they want to do is have some fun. God damn it. All they want to do is foster health, happiness. It could be a <laughs> All they want to do is foster health and happiness. And like among Arkansas's long, long life men. among their members. <laughs> But not protest. No, not bothering anybody. <laughs> what don't we want? Protest. When don't wait? When don't we want it? Never. Never. Wait. At any I time. I don't want it now. Uh, we don't want them at any time. No. Ever. Okay. Look. Right. All they want to do is foster health, happiness, and long life among their members. Which, actually, if you think about lumbermen of the age, that's um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, it's possible that none of those things were present. In no, I'm, I'm guessing lives. that long life was a not health off. and long life. Uh-huh. Or, you know, or if happiness. you're working in a sawmill in 1892, <laughs> that's right. There's yeah, a think, host uh, of troubles that could befall <laughs> you. There is a lot of turnover, and none of it has to do with quitting. No, it doesn't. Lumber lung. <laughs> lumber legs. Lumber, lumber legs. Oh, lumber legs. What? Oh, lumber legs. Lumber legs. Lumber. Though, it is important to have some kind of secret communication so they'll know who is worthy of health, happiness, and long uh-huh. life. Oh. Um, also, only those considered, quote, naturally fraternal are allowed to join. Is this where it gets racist? Naturally fraternal can mean a lot of things, but most importantly, <laughs> it's white. Oh, okay. I was going to say naturally. This is where it gets racist. Oh, naturally fraternal to me would be like, are you a joiner? Like, I'm naturally fraternal. I like to join clubs and organizations. So. Yeah, if you're looking to have, like, a fun time, right. if you're, like, fucking woodsman of the world, you'd be like, those sticks in the mud. I know. Yeah, non-whites don't like to have fun. <laughs> They're not naturally Look, fraternal. Listen, they don't yeah. have jobs. I don't know. Whatever. They're not lumbermen. All I want to do... <laughs> Scarlett O'Hare is hiring, hiring fucking convicts to work in her lumber mill, so they're not buying some convicts. They're having true. fun. <laughs> now, what to call this organization? What should we call this organization? How about the Fun Lumber Fraternity? 
At the FLF. Fun, fun loving lumberjacks. FLF. Oh, I saw that movie. Or simply log jamming. Simply log jamming. All right. This name has to convey the proper personality of the group. Naturally uh-huh. fraternal. Yes. No interest in bothering people. Mm-hmm. Correct. No interest in wearing flashy regalia. Right. But it also needed to be mysterious, and so people would know how exclusive it was. Mm-hmm. The exclusive fraternity of lumbermen, newspapermen, railroad workers, sawmill workers. Sawmill workers. Just, you that know. gives it right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, gives it away. Pulpers. <laughs> pulpers. Yeah. Uh, some rube suggested ancient order of camp followers, but that was Next. quickly shot down because it did not out of town. convey personality or mystery. And plus, also, we all know what camp I followers are. I was going to say, we oh. know what camp followers are in this. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, right. sir, maybe that's what you want to do with your uh, log jamming organization. Okay. I, I go for it. Lumber right. support groups. <laughs> you get one ride on this merry-go-round, man. That's what you like. Do it. It's just your opinion, man. It's just your opinion, man. Okay, so it was Bowling Arthur Johnson who suggested the name. Bowling Arthur. They called him old Bowling Arthur. Bowling Bowling Arthur. B-O-L-L-I-N-G. Bowling Arthur Johnson suggested the name. The concatenated order of hoo-hoo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brilliant. (laughs) Fucking brilliant. Concatenated order of hoo-hoo. By now, you must be asking, what the fuck is a hoo-hoo? Amanda? I will tell you what a hoo-hoo is right now, at least in our personal family history. Mm-hmm. I hold in my hands an empty toilet paper tube. Mm-hmm. So also work with a... Uh, this is the least, the works, lesser yeah. hoo-hoo. The lesser... It really works best with a paper towel roll or, or a wrapping, wrapping paper, paper roll. roll. Wrapping paper is ideal. That is the best. And you ha- it's called a hoo-hoo because you get it and you go, hoo-hoo! It's just like right by your dad's ear. Exactly. And honest that's to God, right. that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. When Brian, I got one right here. When Brian and I got married, I was like, hey, check it out. It's a hoo-hoo. And he's like, what's that? And I go, you go, hoo-hoo. <laughs> it's just true. Oh, oh Brian, with, Brian was the hoo-hooer. I always just assumed it was something your grandpa Clay did, who was, uh, G.A. Clay was a taciturn man. Yes, yes, and, yes. And uh, I liked him a great deal. Yes. And uh, <laughs> because, the, but the first time you did it, um, it was, it was kind of quiet, like, hoo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, that, no. And no. I was just imagined. She was uh, just being nice to you. I was. Yeah. I know you your were. ear is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we no. know why it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was. It was fine before. Before hoo hoo yeah, over there. <clears throat> yeah, so that's a hoo-hooer. Oh, and the a concatenated hoo-hoo. order of hoo-hoo. The concatenated order of hoo-hoo. And we are also not talking about vaginal euphemisms because truly hoo-hoo is the worst and you need to grow the fuck up because it's not an echo tube. And women... <laughs> that's right. Just talk about body parts, Just okay? talk about your fucking body parts. And if a man calls it a hoo-hoo, get the fuck Get the fuck away out. from him. He's creepy. Grow though. the fuck up. Bowling Arthur Johnson... Would never use words like that. ...was a grown-up uh-huh. when a month... <laughs> Prior to this extraordinary meeting on the lumber pile <laughs> near the de- privy, near up the privy, where we belong, in the Gurdon, Arkansas depot, he looked at the twisted, greased tuft of hair on the otherwise bald head of fellow lumberman Charles McCarrer, <laughs> and he christened that twisted, greased tuft of hair a hoo hoo. Bowling. That is very interesting. That's amazing. So the, uh, now every time I look at old photos of Phil Collins, that's what I'm going <laughs> to do. There's a hoo-hoo. Right there. One more night. do <laughs> 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 
No, I did not even mean to laugh by saying hoo 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 just then. It's, now we have it infected to. my spirit. There you go. <laughs> Soon the catchphrase grew to describe anything unusual or out of the nor- ordinary. You could feel it coming in the air tonight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A good Ooh. poker hand was a hoo-hoo hand. <laughs> a strange hat was a hoo-hoo hat. Uh. This nascent organization of lumbermen was also unusual and out of the ordinary. So many lumber and lumber-related provisions under one so umbrella. many under one umbrella organization. It, too, was a hoo-hoo. Indeed. And <sighs> since the word concatenated means unite, uh-huh. it was a perfect marriage. Concatenated. 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 I always wanted to put an extra N I, in there. I mean, it sort of means that, but uh, it's <clears throat> really specific. It just specific. means like a joining. Yeah. Just, it's a regional definition, okay? Yeah. Unless you're from Gurdon, you don't understand, Brian. That's true. If from you're the... from Gurdon, Arkansas, please write to us immediately. At, go to madnessmadness.com. And check out all of our social ways to, media and ways please. to contact us. Tell us about hoo hoo, not that kind of hoo hoo. I do not. We're not hashtagging we are, that. No, shit. we're not going to hashtag hoo hoo. Actually, though, I did check no, the hashtag. No. It's a lot of pictures of owls, which was oh, okay. okay. Well, then we'll That's hashtag right. it. There you go. If you have an owl, please send us a picture of I, your owl. I also like to think that Bowling Arthur Johnson, like oh, whenever the who whatever <laughs> fuck up was. Suggesting the ancient order of camp followers, he just was like real quiet, like, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, that's pretty good. What about this one? Pom, pom, pom. And everybody's like, you were a genius. And he's bowler. like, I've been sitting on this fucking thing for a month. Okay, Months. I got it. I got it. It's like I thought of this when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting. I became a lumberman just for this moment. This that's was right. my idea. This is my one idea. Don't fuck this up for me. All right. Since these guys did not give a fuck about convention or superstition, uh, no. they are they are wild. Okay, they don't give a shit. Mm-mm. They decided that a black cat, long vilified because they're actually witches, yes. was a perfect mascot. Well, I love kitties, so I agree with that. Oh, we're getting to it. Okay. Since these guys made this up in the 1890s, they did not have a long history of ancient symbols to call their own. Uh huh. You know who did have ancient symbols? Egypt. Egypt. Oh, that's there right. Yeah. They worship cats. It was only recently discovered at that's that point. That's right. No, it hadn't really. I mean, it didn't it, exist before then. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, listen. We got, so we have so we have pussies and hoo hoos. Yes. Okay. Just checking. Mandy. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to say that. I did. She you did. didn't. Uh, I'm a lesbian. I like to talk about hoo-hoos. <laughs> Do not. Lesbians saying hoo is even worse. Okay, sorry. Get out of here. So. by nuclear waste. <laughs> a lesbian. Was it affected or addicted to nuclear waste? You don't get addicted to nuclear no, waste. No, it's, it's a, <laughs> contaminated, I guess. <laughs> So with a nuclear waste contaminated who? This has gone too far. Okay, look. look no more Silkwood references. Rain in the hoo-hoo and let's go. All right. <laughs> their cat had, their cat mascot had a humped back and a long tail that curls into the number nine. Oh. oh. Cat and nine tails. That's right. Also, cat has nine lives. Uh-huh. In honor of the cat's nine lives, yes, there would be nine men on the board of directors. Okay, and the order well, would hold nice. its annual meeting on the ninth day of the ninth month, beginning at nine minutes after nine. And annual dues would be ninety nine cents. The initiation fee would be nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and the membership would never, until later, consist of more than nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine men. Okay, 
I like this. This is we're getting some good, good round oh, numbers here. Get ready. Oh, my yeah. round. So like, okay, I gotta say, like so far, this seems like something like uh, like four people. Well, uh, right. This is thought up and. When they were really drunk, uh, maybe they'd had some uh, mushroom flavored seltzer. <laughs> and like, right. was like, this is the greatest idea. I'm getting a depot waiting had. on a train that's seven hours late <laughs> after coming back from a lumber conference. Uh-huh. They're like, fuck this they, shit, guys. We're doing better than this. They've been drinking for like 19 hours. It's, I'm getting a distinctly Iglesia Maradoniana. Very, very yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. And yeah, I love that they just like sobered up and like, no way, man. We're no, doing we're this. doing it. We're, we're doing, doing it. It. We're doing it. Oh, are we doing? Okay, we're, we're doing, doing it. it. I, I already wrote all this shit down, man. We're doing it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you wrote it down. Uh, all right. All right. Okay, so I guess we're doing that this. makes me the secretary. There you go. <laughs> oh, we're gonna. Okay. Go, go. <laughs> we will get to that. So William E. Barnes, who's also sitting on this lumber pile. Had just finished reading <laughs> Lewis Carroll's Hunting of the Snark. Ah, the and Snark he was su- a boojum, you see. He suggested that the directors be given names of, quote, an eerie and particular nature, eee. just like you, those used in the book. And it's the name Snark, mm-hmm. Bojum, Sir Hi Hoo Hoo, Junior Hi Hoo Hoo, Bandersnatch was chosen, although Jabber, Jabberwock later replaced Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. I think you should be Banderwalk, J- uh, Bandersnatch Bander- and Jabberwock. There's that. Uh, I like Banderwalk. I think, Banderwalk. Uh, that's their I think you may have accidentally that's created that's something dating. really great uh-huh. there. Benifer. Amongst all this talk. <laughs> Benifer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. Carjack. Mushroom seltzer. Clap, 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 clap. Among all this talk, these men could not stop throwing around words like grand, sublime, exalted. <laughs> Therefore, the grand That's snark was born that day, but he later assumed the universe as his kingdom. The Bojum became the holy Bojum. Holy Bojum. Just holy Bojum. Holy Bojum. Get the splinters out my backside. <laughs> the holy Bojum was to serve as capacity of the chaplain and the name Scrivenotor Ooh. sounded like note scribe and uh-huh. was assigned the duties of secretary. Oh, okay, Scrivenotor. I like uh, Scrivenotor. That. Checks out. Checks out. I like it. And, Scrivener tour. In 1896, when the Hoo Hoo offices were opened in the Equitable <laughs> Building in St. Louis, oh, it's so I'm hard. Saying, they, they got an it's office. It's so hard. The Arkinoper was to stand within the garden and be the opener of the gates to those requesting admittance to the realm of Hoo Hoo. I'm just. Oh, it's it's it's. It, God. Okay, did they get like a grant for this? Like, no, did they? No, this they this, opened offices though. Yeah, but oh, it was 1896. You know, there's an equitable building in St. Louis and they rented a fucking room. I mean, these were men in the lumber business. Right. Yeah, it's like, you know, how big is Gurdon, Arkansas? It's like, I've got some lumber. I built a building over here. Now it's our HQ. Yeah. The men came from different places. They were all at the... They just happened to be at the at conference. The, the conference, and then they were waiting on the train back to... <clears throat> Busted flat in Gurdon, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Waiting for, for a train. train. So... <laughs> Uh, the Arkinoper was the one to be the opener of the gates to those requesting admittance into the realm of Hoo Hoo. The name Gurdon had the faraway hint of guard to it. Uh, that's a and faraway so hint. So was like therefore assigned to be the here. sergeant at arms. Okay, I'm and the Gurdon. As an obvious compliment to the order's birth. Yes. 
<coughs> excuse me. It was decided <laughs> at Gurdon that the board of directors would consist of nine men. It was also decided that the snark would be one of those nine along with the other elected persons who would bear the titles mentioned above. Okay. The official colors would be white, gold, and black. And most importantly, new members were called kittens. Aww. Aww. Right now, I imagine these guys are drunk as shit waiting for the train. And I imagine them like freaking the fuck out and like punching each other. Just laughing so hard. Just insanely freaking out about what this is the fucking fucking, funniest thing. It's gonna be awesome. (laughs) It's like 2 a.m. at the slumber party here. It is. They are (laughs) laughing. (laughs) Okay. okay, so Aaron and I have discussed this at length, but um, there's this Tom and Jerry cartoon where, like, uh, Jerry's uncle, his cousin, something like that, like from the sticks, comes and visits. And, yes, and he sings uh, he's, got a, he's got a cowboy hat. Crambo. Crambo. Right when he coordinated, right? Crambo. Crambo. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's. It, the story we, we like to tell about the story, it. Yes, the story we have decided happened was that, like, this this came from, you know, a very late night, you know, deadline sort of evening. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, Somebody decided the crambone was the funniest thing in the world, and the rest of them like also could also stop laughed. Laughing. So like, we're putting like, this in the cartoon. Putting this in the cartoon. Yeah, and eventually, like there would be pauses, and then somebody would just be like, crambone, crambone, and then it would all happen again. They just lose exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's yeah, how this no, they're all well. they're all just like pissing themselves, freaking laughing. the fuck out. They can't even deal. They ignore you and your children because they're so turnt mm-hmm. on hoo hoo juju. They had no time to deal with women. None of it. <laughs> but that would but change. But there is a kitty in, in that. 1895. I know the jokes keep writing themselves. Mm-hmm. In 1895, at a lumber convention and concatenation in Memphis, Tennessee, a what? lady named Mary Ann Smith was initiated. <gasps> a lady? She was lady. from Arkansas, and she was the widow of James Allen Smith, and together they operated a narrow gauge railway oh. railroad to move lumber to market. Uh-huh. Well. Upon her husband's death in 1889, Mary Ann became president of the Smithton Lumber Company and vice president of the Southwestern Arkansas and Indian Territory Railroad. Oh, wow. Because it was also serving because, Indian Territory. Uh, Indian Territory at the time. Right. Eastern Oklahoma. <clears throat> she successfully operated this business until the Panic of 1839, Ooh. when her property passed into U.S. courts, which I think means yeah, it just it got foreclosed on. It got or foreclosed on, but Marianne remained in the business world, indomitable and unabashed. Get it, Marianne? Her sponsorship had been. Had, her membership had been sponsored by three members, including one of the founders. We don't know which one. Uh-huh. In 1905, she, yeah. yep. Neither she, do they. It was yeah. it was uh, Ludolf <laughs> or bowling or bowling. Ludovelt. <laughs> In 1905, she moved her family to Searcy, Arkansas, and remained active in the hoo-hoo the rest of her life, frequently hosting other hoo-hoos at her home as they passed through town. (laughs) At the January... (laughs) Guys, y'all, I'm just... Everything I'm thinking about saying, I'm not saying it, but you know what I'm wanting to say. At this point, it's it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's saying itself. It's saying itself. It's like, we could talk about dick putgus, but you can make the joke about about dick butt kiss like every fucking time active in the hoo-hoo at the january 1912 <laughs> meeting she was one of eight people who gave speeches yes. in september 1911 the bulletin which is the hoo-hoo's monthly newsletter which that I'm, is a book ass name really after is, you did all that other shit all you came like the hoo or the something. hoo-hoonian that's right oh no, that's only well i mean you know 
Somebody could have come up with like uh-huh. like old Bolin Roy or whatever the hell. Right. Yeah, yeah you could have been called no, the no, Bolington. No, no, you know? And we're gonna call it. We're, we're just gonna call it the Bulletin. No, that's no, all we're no, that's what we're doing. No. We're gonna call it the Bulletin. Why perfect, did you drop a, the ball at this stage, guys? It's a perfect guys, counterpoint. Guys. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of one time I had a bunch of stu- I had a gifted and talented class, mm-hmm. and we would play. Sometimes we would play. Um, Brain quest, just like a little quiz kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we had two halves of the room that would be a team, and one team throughout the one they were the flying cows, and then the next time we played, they were the sons <laughs> of the flying cows. Yeah. And then the sons of, and finally at the very last towards the end of the year, they were the sons of the sons of the sons of the sons of the flying cows. And I asked the other team, I said, What are your name gonna be? And they said, We're gonna be team two. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing. That ever. is really good. <laughs> team Seriously. That's guys. amazing. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's why teaching is fun. So, in the September 1911 bulletin, uh, it said this. The fact that there is a woman member in the great order of hoo-hoo is not so much a matter of wonder and speculation, as was the early life of this woman hoo-hoo, entering as she did into the business world at a time when women and commercialism were but strangers. How dare she leave her kitchen <laughs> it's, I gotta I'm say, I, I, I'm detecting a note of admiration it is. in this, this article. This article okay. noted okay. that Mrs. Smith had the distinction of being the only woman who is now and has ever been a member of Hoo Hoo. <laughs> this refrain. <laughs> This refrain typically appeared in articles mentioning that she had attended a meeting. Okay. When this... Having attended a meeting, she <laughs> has already up. surpassed. She is here like, at All right, you schmucks, here I am. When this article appeared, the hoo-hoos were formerly closed to women members. Even Cindy Lou Who, who's no more than... (laughs) 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 Bitch thinks she can run a lumber business. What the fuck? Not hoo-hoo Doris. Not hoo-hoo Doris. Legend has it... Hoo-hoo Doris. What the fuck is Doris? <laughs> Legend has it that other women gained membership over the years by using just their initials on the application, oh. not their first name. There is no way to confirm this, yet some members were progressive enough to support women's sports teams in the early 20th century. That's a including Johnston's famous Hoo Hoo basketball team. Oh, that in 1904. <laughs> I saw that movie. Oh, it's <laughs> Illinois, not Indiana. Oh, sorry. Uh. Sponsor Scott Johnston praised them as a fine lot of girls and good players. Every one of them. Everyone. And the players were a mix of students and teachers, and the team dissolved when they returned to school in September of that year. Oh, wow. When Marianne Smith died on July 25th, 1926, at age 69, she was officially still the only female member. Not long after her passing, the bylaws were amended to provide only for males over age 21. Yeah, we, that was, she got in before we could change it. Correct. Quick, let's get there. Okay. And for the next 60 years, women attended the conventions with their husbands but couldn't join. With their husbands. Why you got to disappoint me, hoo-hoo? Lady hoo-hoos. It <laughs> wasn't until 1993. It's like they're like a hoo-hoo auxiliary. <laughs> I fucking hope so. Jesus. But it's got to be like cat-related somehow. Hmm. Like the, I'm not going to. Like could, the yeah, lady tomcats, no, I guess. That's my basketball team right there. Lady the lady tomcats. Lady tomcats. That bar used to be over by your house, didn't it? I was going to say, when if I ever have like a dating app, it's like, what kind of women are you looking for? Lady tomcats. Lady tomcats. <laughs> I'm talking butt-sniffing, dirty tomcats. That's right. But ladies. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
It was not until 1993 that the bylaws were changed to allow women. In 2014, a woman named Mary O'Mara Moynihan Ooh. became the first female Grand Mary. Snark of the universe. Grand Snark of the universe. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am the Grand Snark of the universe. Thank you very much. That's a hotly contested time. We all want to believe uh-huh. we're the Grand Snark of the universe. Season four of Madness Madness. <laughs> Who is the Grand Snark of the universe? In 2007. Three snarks enter. One snark leaves. Brian, got you guys. <laughs> Sorry. In 2017, another woman named Robin Roos Beckett was elector, the, elected the leader of the International Concatenated Order of Hoo Hoo. I'm did sorry. You say 2017? Did you say 2017? Yes, I did. Oh Holy my god! Shit. But that was when she was elected the leader. It was 1993 that by still. Last, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I, I I assumed when you said 1993 that you meant 1893. No, no, absolutely not. into the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. God, that's the best news I've heard all day. Hoo-hooing all over the world. London, Paris, Tel are you? Hoo-hoo, I really want to know. Oh, my microphone. Look what you did. You fucking hoo-hooed it off my table. Two hundred years and just a baby. Okay. (laughs) The San Francisco earthquake quake of 1906 caused devastating fires in the city, burning not only homes and businesses, but also lumber yards no and wood products businesses will somebody think of the lumber what Said seriously on april 24th horton here's a hoo-hoo right. <laughs> horton joins the hoo-hoo that's <laughs> <laughs> like and their um of their uh honorary poob uh snark poobah edwin Honorary kitten Edwin. Edwin. Ed Cookie Burns. Ed, Ed J. He was. There was a contest, and he had to legally for a year change his name to Ed Hoo Hoo Burns. Lend me your comb. <laughs> and by God, he did it. He did it. <clears throat> All right. So on April twenty fourth, nineteen oh six. Vice Generate Frank Trower in San Francisco telegrammed uh, J.H. Baird at the office of this <laughs> <laughs> at the office of Supreme Scrivener in Nashville. Quote, disaster by earthquake and fire too awful for description has prostrated San Francisco and many interior towns. That is true. 300 people homeless and destitute. Immediately help sorely needed. Many hoo-hoo lost businesses and homes. No. Everything no. except their grit. <laughs> this is right. the time for brothers to show this true spirit of fraternity. This true spirit of hoo-hoo. For t- by, and uh, one sister. By temporary relief, will you help us? Wire me at 1238 Filbert Street, Oakland. A few days later, Mr. Trower wrote Baird another letter that says, Now, a few words as to our local hoo-hoo and how they have fared. <laughs> I wired you a... You wired my hoo-hoo. Ow. Ow. I wired you on the 20th saying that many of our hoo-hoo had given, had their businesses and homes ruined, and I would ask if our order would not give them temporary assistance. 
You guys, I wish you could see this now because Amanda and Brian were like pissing their pants. Oh, God. I'm going to start going. Sorry. It's so prurient, but I cannot stop. I don't even have my phone here to take a picture of these two. Brian is like semi-reclined. He's had to lie over on the side on the couch. Jesus. Okay, look, listen. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Let's I go. asked if our order would not give them temporary assistance. So far, I've not had an answer to this message. Oh, oh. I have met several of oh our members God. in this situation, and there are doubtless many more. Mm-hmm. It is difficult for us just now to find each other, <sighs> but I am advertising in local papers, giving my new address, and asking all hoo-hoo getting temporary <laughs> assistance to call me. <laughs> what we want is to help our members to help themselves. <laughs> if not now, when? If not you, who? <laughs> they had once they didn't get help, had to sign up for temporary assistance for needy who's. <laughs> I'm sure that most of them will later repay any relief given. Now we do not want charity. Only a little help for the time being until we can get on our feet. Uh-huh. I feel this is the time for our brothers to show true fraternal spirit. And it's uh-huh. really fucking uh-huh. true, dude. And that is true. You it may is, be sure any help extended will be carefully handled. And if there's any balance remaining, it will be returned to you for the immediate distress fund or for such other use as the Supreme Nine may decide to make of it. Well, this is very true. If you have a fraternal organization and, and there's lumber a, businesses, right? If there's a lumber business, there's an earthquake. Businesses have been destroyed. That is a legit and the fire. As we all know, the San Francisco the, is terrible. The fire but it was, was the worse. Fire that burned everything. Mm-hmm. And that is that's the moment. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their hoo hoo. Because that's right. It is. <laughs> In a letter from June 8th, 1906, said, <clears throat> The hoo of San Francisco feel mighty proud of the good old order and grateful to it for the aid proffered in our hour of disaster. Thank God we needed little, if any, of the funds, but the spirit that prompted the aid shows what hoo-hoo uh, is really about. That's right along about this stuff. Shows what hoo-hoo is about besides the good time. Besides the good time. I, I'm getting to feeling that like there were the woodsmen of the world and probably some like lumbermen's association. Mm-hmm. And then the, they're like the Elks Lodge of the <coughs> of the lumber fraternities. Guys, we haven't even gotten to Jub Jub Bet yet. <laughs> oh, I'm loving all the Alice in Wonder, all the Lewis Carroll references. Here we go. Uh, I thought you were talking about like a George Lucas character. Absolutely not. That's Yub Nub. Yub Nub means freedom. No, it doesn't. No, it does. I'm serious. (laughs) Well, look it it up. It didn't at the time, but then like 19 years later, they're like, oh, no, that means freedom. Yeah, it was more George Lucas like, oh, Yub Nub means freedom. Okay. Okay. Sadly... In addition to many hoo-hoo homes and business being lost, there was yet another casualty. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Jub-jub. jub What? Jub-jub. Jub-jub. Yub-nub? J-U-B, J-U-B. Uh-huh. Jub-jub is in Alice in Wonderland. Jub-jub was a large, stuffed black cat that served as the mascot for the San Francisco Club, said to be the largest, blackest tomcat ever <laughs> used as, as a, at a con concatenation of hoo-hoo. Okay, wait a minute. This okay. is an extremely specialized world <laughs> it record. It is a sample size of uh, one. That's right. This is the largest, blackest tomcat ever used as a symbol of our organization. It is also the at smallest, the whitest tomcat. concatenation of hoo-hoo. There were other hoo-hoos other, oh. other places. Oh, so but this one had the biggest black. Oh, the biggest. <laughs> 
Andy, you're going to get us on a list. Oh, yeah, we're not going to tag yeah. that. We're not going to. Ta- no, I'm not tagging. Delisted from Apple Podcasts. <laughs> According it means cat, okay? It does. According to Brother Wallace Everett, Wallace Everett, a pioneer California hoo-hoo, <laughs> Jeb Jeb was much beloved and received more attention than any other West Coast member. Yes. This is not. This cat was stuffed. Right. It turns out that Jeb Jeb. Imagine if they are a real cat. No, we're getting to a real cat, okay? There's cats in the Oh, yay. I'm sorry. My wasabi seltzer has gone all the way to the bad part of my brain. 85 proof. I cannot stop. Well, I mean, we're going to have madness, madness after dark, and it's just everything I'm thinking right now. (laughs) Mandy and Brian are getting on the mini sode. I know. I suppose I don't need to tell you about the the old mushroom gravy. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, no, it's good. Uh, keep going. Here, keep going. Here, here, here. Turns out that Jeb Jeb was an honorific bestowed to many cats, both living and stuffed. One of what one of these cats was Thomas Hemingway Cat, the Jeb Jeb mm-hmm. to the Snark and chief honored guest <laughs> of the concatenated order of Hoo Hoo, named after Vice Generate, later Grand Snark. Homer Hewlett Hemingway. Okay. Once he was out of office, was he the degenerate? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Thomas Hemingway Cat was elected the Jub Jub of the Order in 1894. (laughs) The cat was presented to W.H. Ellis of Chicago via the the mail, courtesy of uh, Homer Hewlett Hemingway's Mm. son. Triple H. (laughs) During Thomas Hemingway Cat's initiation, he was given a chair of he was given a chair of honor beside the snark and quote deported himself in much the same manner as cats other cats on a less stately occasion. (laughs) (laughs) He licked his butthole. Correct. Then he threw up. (laughs) This is what you get when you search newspaper articles, my friend. Uh huh. You find the best stuff. After the initiation, there was research is fun. There was a banquet (laughs) where Jeb Jeb had a table to himself covered in the most immaculate linen. At the center was a silver punch bowl filled with Jersey cream and suspended from the bowl was a silken banner which in letters of gold said, for the cat. Aww. The Jeb Jeb cat was to be revered above country, home, wife, and family. And any member which did not show reference to him, her, was to be immediately extracted from the group. Oh, okay. I'm loving this group. When the Jeb Jeb dies, dies, he will lie in state on a little bier, and they all have to go by and like bow to Mm -hmm. him. And then he will be stuffed and remain in death as in life, the emblem of the concatenated order. I like this. I like this. God, I'm I'm getting choked up about this group. I know. I know. There's Lumber and Jub Jubs and Alice in Wonderland. It's great. Wonderland. Up until 1920, there were no individual hoo-hoo clubs. It was just uh, like, Just one one concatenated uh-huh, order. But the right. guys would get together <clears throat> once a year for a grand carnival. I can only imagine. I can only. Well, Holy I mean, this whole thing shit. was founded on the other clubs are no fun. We are the fun ones. Yes. So this is going to be some who we're fucking who. about some fucking Lumber. Like, I'm having such a good time, and we're just talking about them. I know. I I'm not even who's... officially like a If they were doing shit right in 2017, now. we could possibly join the concatenated I, order of who. I, we I, can. I, okay. Oh, but my God. We have, what is our, we have to find a lumber-related job. Okay. So like, and, like, working at a digital library for the blind. I was going to say. Brian? Hey, I don't do paper anymore. <laughs> I was I was in a newspaper in the early 2000s. There you go. I, we all, I was going to say, we all work at, I have paper at my job. 
job. <laughs> Look, I, I started in print media. There you go. Shit. Math textbooks. Okay, so up until the 20, 1920, there were no individual hoo-hoo clubs. However, in 1920, the Atlanta Concat, which is like... Oh, yeah, the Con... I got the Concat opened the first... Hoo Hoo Club. Heck yeah. Of course in the ATL they would. Of course. A year later came the Code of Ethics consisting of nine sentences. Nine, definitely. Oh boy. Let's go. Okay, one. To fill with credit the sphere in which we are placed without interfering with the rights of others. No bothering people. Good, good, good. Nice. Two. To promote human advancement and higher standards of civic, social, and economic relations by developing in business the spirit of the golden rule, which we accept as a basic principle of peace and prosperity for the world. Okay. Yes. This is good. Mm -hmm. Three. To establish a spoken word on the basis of the written bond. Okay. Your word is your bond. Your word is your bond. Gotcha. Or to cultivate true friendship and therefore confidence among persons engaged in the lumber business. Networking. Lumber industry. To conduct, number five, to conduct ourselves and our business in a way that we may render service to society. Okay. Six, to consider our vocation worthy and to be worthy of our vocation as the nation's home builders. Ooh, okay. Seven, to assist liberally and sympathetically all that seek to elevate humanity by charity of action and thought and by justice for all. Okay. Eight, to keep in view the world bonds of human interest and trade, seeking to promote friendly understanding among all nations nations and races. Mm, oh, and, oh. And nine, oh. to recognize the abiding power of cooperation and organization, and so to act as individuals that the international concatenated order of hoo-hoo shall ever be regarded with <laughs> honor as a source of community, benefit, and goodwill. Excellent. So as of 2017, are these still their nine bylaws that uh-huh. we know of? Okay, I like this. And this was 1928 or something? This was 1920 <clears throat> when the first Hoo Hoo Club was uh-huh. established, like the <clears throat> local Hoo Hoo Local 420. Um, <laughs> with- but in 1920, they said uh, all races and nations. Uh-huh. I like that. Wow. Not women, but still. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. In old pictures, the Supreme Nine can be wearing black robes mm. with their cat logo on the chest with the humped back. Excellent. And the curly tail. Like a Rayovac cat. And their exalted <laughs> title above it, like Bojum Jabberwock Senior Hoo Hoo, mm-hmm. Junior Hoo Hoo. And they all are wearing pointed black caps like witches hats without, they don't have brims. The brim's just pointy. Okay. Okay. Excellent. You, you guys might lose your shit. I mean, like. <laughs> no. I was, again? You're about to lose your fucking mind. Oh, thank God I went to the bathroom at halftime. The headline of the September 9th, 1906 edition of the Daily Oklahoman. Oh, yeah. Reads. <laughs> Happy hearted hoo-hoo hosts have taken town by storm. While they say, it's theirs. Cut loose. Hoo-hoo, just help yourself. <laughs> oh, Happy hearted hoo-hoo. Loose in the OKC. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. This was to honor the 15th. The- <laughs> The 15th annual session of the concatenated order of hoo-hoos, which met at the India Homa Club. Oh, the India Homa Club? I looked to try and find something about the India Homa Club, but I couldn't couldn't find a We need an India Homa sidebar here. Seriously. If you have information about the India India Homa Homa Club, Club, please write in. Exactly. At Madness Madness. Please contact your local FBI (laughs) department. Local... FBI department. FBI department. Uh, I'm with the FBI Female department. body inspector. Hello. Uh, what's up? Female booty inspector. Yeah, our uh, subdivision of the bomb loaders, local 420. Okay. Now, 
Over the years, the order grew rapidly, expanding beyond the United States to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, and South Africa. We also have wood. <laughs> exactly. To date, Hoo has over 100,000 members now, including women and people of all races. Hi. All involved with or supportive of lumber-related industries. Mm-hmm. It's well, strange. Hmm. It's strange sense of humor spawned a spin-off society called. <gasps> The Society for the Preservation of Wooden Toilet Seats, which is called the Birch John Society. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God, that is a triumph. Which was founded to protest toilet seats made of plastic and steel. Don't get a wooden toilet seat. Don't get a wooden oh toilet seat. But that is <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> and there was a picture of some dudes in the 70s and like they were like in Honolulu or uh-huh. something. So they're all wearing like white pants and like Hawaiian shirts and uh-huh. had like t- toilet seats, seats around their necks. Around their necks. <laughs> Oh was God. the Bird John Society? I love it. This is great. This is a great I got an early prediction. Hoo hoo, all the way. Could Woo-hoo. go all the way. They're, they're yeah, they're definitely the Avon of this competition. That's right. Well, we don't know. Ah, oh, we've just we've only just begun. Membership is currently so limited high. to people eighteen and up who are of good moral character. Ah. That's that's us out right uh, there. Okay, never mind. And oh, wait a minute. Oh. And are engaged in the forestry industry or, quote, genuinely interested in supporting the purpose and aims of our order, which could is also one of the things they do is like tree planting. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard a lot of their stuff that uh-huh. doesn't sound bad. No, it's it's like it's not like we're, we're the cut bur- down the Amazon we're the society. The Amazon society. No. U.S. Presidents Theodore Roosevelt and Warren G. Harding were both concatenated as members. Honorary. Ooh. A 2017 KQED, which is the NPR station for the Bay Area, did a story called This Lumberjack Frat Once Had One of the Coolest Clubhouses in San Francisco. Oh, fun. So the story goes on to tell about the building the Hoo Hoo's built for the 1915 World's Fair in San Francisco. The fair coincided with a time when the California hoo-hoo were riding high. Oh, man. Riding high, hoo-hoo. <laughs> they had 10,000 the members. Age of hoo-hoo. And in 1905 had reached such prominence that President Theodore Roosevelt was honorary concatenated. Mm-hmm. Did, was he aware of this? <laughs> That's always my question. <laughs> it's like all the people who are honorary, like Ray on the Ray Ellian exactly. right. list, yeah. and you're like, do they know? No, they does don't. Rosie O'Donnell and Robert Mugabe know <laughs> that they have been honored this way? Robert Mugabe knows. He does. Know. Rosie O'Donnell does. He doesn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a quote from the the article. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is from the. <laughs> Uh, you guys, I really am the killjoy of the group. Right? No, you have a you have a report to read. We're just I am over doing here. my outwork here. I am wacky on the wasabi seltzer <laughs> and have so many. Jokes. Other than the corn, the elote didn't God. really it didn't do anything. I think all of the like garlic salt maybe canceled out. That's true. Mm. That's true. Fucking squeaky. God. Uh, oh, speaking of which, don't sleep on the garlic parmesan seltzer. Oh That's- yeah, oh, wow. yeah. You're like you think it's going to be disgusting, and it is. But if you keep drinking it, it's, it gets it, there's so bad. much That's alcohol F- in by it. By the third it's like, okay. one, yeah, you're basically what's the a word? <laughs> Thunderbird. What's the price? Fit it twice. Fit it twice. <laughs> All right, and this is from the the KQED story, which okay. I read as an article. I right. didn't listen to it. The House of Hoo Hoo was the only building constructed by a fraternal organization on the entire 635-acre exposition grounds. 
says Laura Ackley, author of San Francisco's Jewel City, the Panama Pacific International Exposition of 1915. Okay. The building was meant to promote the use of Western lumber and to provide hospitality for visiting lumbermen and encourage social interaction so they could develop (laughs) professional relationships. We're going to get shitty at the hoo-hoo house. At the hoo-hoo house of hoo-hoo. Wasn't Cindy Crawford hosted that on MTV? She really did. Uh-huh. It was different. It was right after she filmed the Charlie commercial. Uh-huh. She, she did that Katie Lang Vanity Fair cover. Hey. That worked out. Uh, the architect of the building was a man named Bernard Maybeck. He used huge tree trunks as columns outside the building. Mm-hmm. This is when you could just like cut down cut, Like I cut down two sequoias and oh, put wow. them in front of my building. They're like, that's fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Anyway. Bless you. Bless you, sir. And so, uh, he used huge tree trunks as columns outside the building. Rough bark still clung to the wood and was meant to remind visitors of a forest. Inside, an assortment of rooms showcased, showcased the use of all sorts of Pacific Coast woods. Ooh. The building had amenities, including a mail clerk. A had sten- manatees? Amenities. Oh, okay. Including a mail clerk, a stenographer, a telephone, new at a time, a ladies' <laughs> retiring room, and a room for Mitten to sit and read the paper. <laughs> I don't want anybody to talk to me right now. I'm just going to go into the paper reading. There was also Seriously. a great hall for celebrations and Everybody rituals. The opening was attended by a cat named Panama, the official yes. exposition cat, which was undoubtedly a good omen for the hoo hoo. Always. <laughs> Panama. After the fair, the building was supposed to be used as a community center, but ended up as kind of a seedy roadhouse. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the hoo-hoos would have wanted. That's right, with lots of dancing and drinking before Prohibition. The establishment was considered unsavory at the time. Despite the protests by the hoo-hoo, the new owner kept the name and the symbols of the hoo-hoo. A large black cat hung over the doorway and was used in newspaper ads, and sadly, this sweet, sweet crib burned to the ground in 1926. Dagnabbit. Man. Okay, so in this article, Peter Caravallo and Sarah Calavero Khan, who were like okay. the reporters on this story, attended a concat initiation night. Who oh. who Kent Bond says, we accept pretty much everybody in the supply chain. So anybody from <laughs> lumberjacks to lumber barons to arc. Architects to logging journalists can be hoo-hoo. Okay. Logging a dozen members, this is a quote from the article, a dozen members who the frat calls kittens are here to join the club for a ceremony called the concatenation. A little before the concat, Tom Von Moose, M-O-O-S. <laughs> is he a moose or a cat? Come on. Walks into the restaurant bar holding the fraternal prop, a stuffed black cat. It's mm-hmm. actually a stuffed animal. This okay, occasion. like a beanie baby. Yeah, kitty. leading a... Dozen new initiates into the room. I gotta take care of my kittens, left Moose. <laughs> While plying the new initiates with tequila and gin and tonics. You're lucky no. you didn't get initiated in my class. Another hoo-hoo member whispers to me that the hazing isn't what it used to be. Oh. And I got my information from forestry.org. Hey, all right. Yes. Which is super fucking cool. And this little byline is called Peeling Back the Bark. <laughs> I like that. It's really good. Uh, the concatenated order of hoohoo.blogspot.com. Oh.blogspot.com. Different. Hoohoo.org. Really long URL. Is hoohoo.org the official? Yes. You can go to hoohoo.org. And the. Y'all, okay, look. As an official warning from this this podcast, if you're Googling hoohoo, 
we cannot help you if you come up with terrifying things. No, I've Googled, yeah, if we, you Google whohoo.org, you get the okay, legit stuff. Okay. I've Googled it many well, times. if okay. that's a URL, you could probably just type it in, too. I know, but just watch out with the hoo hoo. You're going to get. Yeah, just, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so and there's that. Straight I do the have to the way. give an updated. I don't know. We don't have it as a question now, but I think it should be a question. Mm-hmm. Is about like. Uh, Lumber. Yes. How do you feel about using convicts in your lumber business? <laughs> your lumber mills. <laughs> no, about the um, like the names because oh, okay. I'm like the Supreme Nine are the snark of the universe. Exactly. Yeah. If you got grand poobahs and stuff Scrivener, like that. Gurdon, Senior Hoo Hoo, Junior Hoo Hoo, <laughs> Custication. Arkinoper and Bandersnatch. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm going to propose I, right here. What are you going to say, Brian? I think the question should be, what's my title going to be? Yes. yes. I think we should combine the are there secret handshakes and symbols into one question. A secret handshakes and symbols. Yes. And then what's my title? Uh-huh. Or will I get a title? Yes. Yeah, will go. I get a title? Will yeah. I get a title? There okay. we go. Guys, you're, you're involved right here listening live to We're just podcast. spitballing. We're spitballing. We none are. of this Y'all know that. applies to the DAR. No, none of this. No. No, this is, uh, this is uh, straight for the hoo. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're going to get a pin. Okay. Okay, am I going to get hazed? Apparently. Apparently, but not as well as I would yeah. have not in the past. Not as well as I would have. Is that better or worse? I think the hazing is probably going to be um, just like, well, I think we're going to take how we feel about squeaky salsers. Okay. And just apply it to like so I much. I think the more of hazing, the lower the score. I think it depends on the manner of the hazing. Okay. Because if the like, hazing is like you have to get shitty drunk with your new, new pals. kittens. God almighty. That's okay. not that that's, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. But uh, also- at this point, I'd let like the organization of who who's dragged me behind a train. Like- <laughs> So, honestly, if I'm going to get shit-faced drunk with these dudes, I mean, first Absolutely. of all, if I don't play, will I be... Right, I got to be a real hoo-hoo. You got to be a real hoo-hoo. So, okay. will I get hazed? There we go. Okay, okay hang on. I got to think about what number I want for that. Those wouldn't hurt you. No. They have your well-being. No. I don't know. I and mean, they're not going to hurt any cats also. And that's no, important. they're not. God, especially damn, black cats. Seriously, again. This gets high marks from me. Exactly. exactly. Uh, that alone would just like propel them into... Is there a hat? Yes. Oh, yeah, there is a hat. Is there a cat? Also, yes. Oh, is there a cat? Is there a cat in the hat? Uh, what's on the Maybe? agenda? You know, lumber... Doing lumber stuff. Networking. Lumber. Networking, lumber uh-huh. stuff. Planning for us. And I really like that they have um, arms in like Malaysia and the Philippines right. and stuff like where are... forestry. I like yes. that they're all about forestry. All those like hardwood countries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay, good, 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 good. good stuff is on yes. the agenda. Um, how much is this going to cost? I didn't find any uh, dues or okay. anything. But it it's can't not... be that uh, Yeah, I'm going to assume that like the DAR even was like... 50 or $60 a year, I'm going to guess it's about. Yeah, so if they have it, it's not going to be dumb. Well, no. this is way better than most of the cults. Uh, uh, for sure. When were non-whites allowed to join? I don't know about non-whites. Women were in 1993. Um, except I, for that one woman really long time right, ago. Except for that yeah. one woman really long time ago. But also, I, again, with the, we have, you know, 
Malaysia and the yeah. Philippines, and so and they also like in their twenty-eight bylaws yeah. said something about people of all races mm-hmm. and nations. Yeah. So yes. yes, women were not included, but that's still a lot more progressive. <laughs> it's true. Yes, it's true. So okay. that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Is this a legit organization or just a drinking club for rich men? This is a legit fraternal organization. Mm-hmm. We're doing good shit. We're bringing all of these disparate lumber businesses. Mm-hmm. Under one umbrella. Under one umbrella. And because having fun. And having fun. A fire. Yes. Oh, Helping with a fire. Yes. <laughs> How many secret symbols does <laughs> it have? I looked at all their stuff, even like a thing of like a hoo-hoo jewelry that you can get. Oh, yeah. And it just is always the cat. Oh, okay. It is always the cat. And there's not a secret handshake, but... but. They say that the club's uh, jub-jub, uh-huh. if you come in and the jub-jub doesn't like you, then... Oh, you're done. You're done. Okay. Uh, that's that counts. So if your secret handshake is a cat that decides he doesn't, doesn't like, like you... you. I'm God, this yes. is the best organization ever to exist. I'm loving it. Exactly. Um, um, anyone famous? Well, there was like Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt. So, yeah. yeah and like, they were only honorary. And they were only honorary. Okay, so it gets a lower mark. And is this going to be about Jesus? No. No. Oh, God. and our new question. The best part. What's, am I going to have a title? Am I going to have a title? Uh, yes, God. you are. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna, gonna be something awesome like like Jub Jub or Snarl. I'm gonna be Custication. I'm not the Jub Jub because the Jub Jub's the cat. That's right. Right. I want to be. Do you want to be the Snarl? I want to be the Grand Hoo Hoo. <laughs> yes. Going for I the know. gold. So plenty. Of okay. Titles. Oh God. All right. This is like big numbers. This is big. I'm gonna have to multiply again. Got it. So excited. Three, four, five, six, five, seven. I'm going to have to turn this over and write my numbers down again. Okay. God, because I'm like cramped. I think Here that's what is six times seven. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't. Jesus. I can barely add six plus seven. Mm, ten. Nine. Eight, seven, ten, eight, one. Okay, that's 25. That's 26. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Okay, so that's 35. God, 35, there's 6, there's 7, 38, 39, 40, 41. That's 42. 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48. I think I have mine. Shh, sorry. It's 50. Okay, I've gotten to a round number. Okay. So I can I be- have sixty three, I believe. Okay, so I got into a round number. It was, so that's sixty and then that's sixty nine. Oh nice. that's a perfect one, seven, I got seventy two. Seventy two. And oh, you got sixty three. So that's five. And then thir- 135? 135. Hey! Yay! All right. Concatenated order, order of who who is the first Ooh. winner of Ooh. our new bracket. Oh, here's another thing. I forgot to read it, but it's okay. Throw it in. There are the values of who who that are oh. listed. Yes. Fraternity and fellowship. Yes. Goodwill towards others. Yes. Service to the forest products industry. Yes. Relationship building. Sure. Networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. Education, educating the next generation. Why, what? About wood. Whatever. <laughs> um, the heritage of hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Service to the community and funship. It's fun. It's fun. It's yeah, friendship. It's fun. Fun. Oh, fun. Oh, this like okay. might actually be fun. 
Uh, no, oh, so. and a lot of yeah, movies. Yeah, we have yeah. The Daughters of the American Revolution, a meager eighty-one, soundly bested by the concatenated order of, of who? Oh my God. Oh, that is fantastic. The juggernaut that is. I know this is the one to beat. Really, we're we're on God. round one, but still, it's you're gonna have to go far to beat this one, folks. Ta-da! Top dog. Oh my God! All God, right, this is so good. <sighs> Well, once again, guys, thank you for joining us. We love you. We really do. Honest to goodness, every single day I look at who's listening, how many people have downloaded. I do, I do, I do, I do. Where they're from, I really do. We love doing this, and I love the fact that you guys uh, tune in and enjoy it with us and write to us. We would love Please it. Please let us know. Madness you can madness. go to madnessmadness.com and find all of our stuff. Links and stuff. Oh, I do so not know how to post a YouTube video to Instagram. But you can join our Facebook group. Or I you will could tell you how to. I look. Join listen. my, t- you can follow one of our Tumblrs and we can post our videos there. Right. You said you were going to start. I'm going to start another time. I haven't done it. I'll do it this week and then I'll tell you about our new Tumblr. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So we a have it all. special Madness Madness Tumblr. And yeah, and <clears throat> shout outs to all of our famous. We have a, a listener in Japan and a listener in Lebanon. We do. I know. It's our awesome. Isle of Man listener is back. I understand yes. that maybe you've taken some days off, weeks uh-huh. off, but I'm and glad you're back. We have either a new or a same person from South Africa, which there I think go. is fantastic. You can be a hoo-hoo. You can be. You too can hoo-hoo. In hoo-hoo. South Africa and Singapore, Fiji, New Guinea. All these things. All of these places. I think it, it, in, in, in South Africa, they call it a vuvuzela. But it's a- <laughs> <laughs> That's Brazil. I think no, it's South America. The vuvuzela, I was introduced to the vuvuzela during the... World Cup. World Cup, exactly. Yeah, it was South America, though. It was it's Venezuela. South Africa. It was Venezuela. It was South Africa. I, okay. Are we going to have to look it up right uh-huh, now? I'm going to bet $1 look that it, up. it was okay. Venezuela. All right, all right. Look it up right now. Oh. Or South America. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I believe you mean origin of the Vuvuzela. Okay, one, two, three. Research. One, two. Th- we're doing research live just, on the air. Or just like Vuvuzela World Cup. Yes, here I go. Vu, vu, ze. No, vu, vu. It'll correct you. We're debating Zela. search terms on the show. We're debating search terms. Search terms of the show. Vuvuzela World Cup. It's a horn 65 centimeters long, which produces a loud <laughs> monotone note. Hang on. Are Vuvuzela's banned in the World Cup? The uh, <laughs> oh, hello. Cape Town, right here. Ah, The origin of the Vuvuzela is Cape Town. South Africa. It just sounds like bees. Wait, wait. Wait, All right. it's a Cape, no, but it's a Cape Town Stadium. Does that mean it's a South African instrument? It's I don't know. Ca- it requires more okay. research than that. Okay. I Which was introduced like- to it at the South African World Cup. I also saw a kid on another show who was South African, who also had a Vuvuzela joke. Yeah, okay. but like every single person at that World Cup had a Vuvuzela. All right. They did. All right, All right. All right. Then yeah. you need to come up with your own research. All, All right. right. That's it. it we I'm will have the concatenated order of Vuvuzelas. Pay attention on our social media this week. Correct. It's going to happen. Thank you for tuning in and Yay. tune in next week. We love you guys. I love you guys so much too. And honestly, writing about the concatenated order of Hoo made me so happy and joyful God. more than writing about, about multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing so thank you for letting us switch topics and listen to the dream podcast if you want to to know more about more that about it's Emma. really really good it's it is really really good. good it's really really good they leave the house and they talk to people that's so, true and, that's whatever <laughs> i do research i like look <laughs> listen ready 
Okay. Corn fuck. Shit. A quick update. As it turns out, the Vuvuzela is indeed from South Africa, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't go up against a librarian when research is on the line, kids. That's what you need to take away from this. Madness Madness is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay, with occasional outbursts from Brian Byrne, who is me. Brian Byrne records and edits the show. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate us and leave a review. Leaving reviews helps people find the show. And the more people listen to the show, the more people you'll have to talk about the show with. I mean, just mull that over. You can also listen to us online at madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can find links to our social media on madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can email us your thoughts about stuff at madnessmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.